Uh, ever since the war on terror started, I mean, there's a lot of people, uh, not that many uh, on the left with me, but a few, who have been saying, you know, uh, Muslims have to stand up. The moderates have to stand up. Well, look at some of these pictures. These are real pictures this week from Libya. Sorry, people of America, this is not the behavior of our Islam and uh, prophet. He spelled prophet wrong. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Thugs and killers don't represent Benghazi nor Islam. I think this is fantastic. This does not represent us. I've been waiting for this. I've not seen this. I don't, I don't remember seeing it. Maybe it happened, but I think it's fantastic. And uh, I think we need more of it. And, uh, and then we found some other people holding signs up. I didn't realize how pro-American some of these people were in Libya. Look at some of these other pictures we found. Call me maybe. <laughs> We are all honey boo-boo now. I mean, this is very encouraging people. You look great, America. Have you been working out? I mean, they really like us. Everybody's sorry. You know, he's... Katy Perry songs don't all sound the same. They're really trying to get on our good side. Death by chocolate to America. Come on. Let's agree to disagree about the Jews, I think. All right. I'm tired of being thankful for scraps. Still, they want us to love them anyway. One day, somebody's going to have to make a stand. One day, somebody's going to have to say enough. You get your ass to work and save my country from these cock-sucking Republicans. I don't care what the unemployment rate's going to be. It doesn't matter to me. My campaign doesn't hinge on unemployment rates and growth rates. How am I supposed to explain to my child that two men are getting married? I don't know. It's your shitty kid. You fucking tell him. Why is that anyone else's problem? Two guys are in love, but they can't get married because you don't want to talk to your ugly child for fucking five minutes? Are you serious? It's so fucking stupid, isn't it? The God of the Old Testament is arguably the most unpleasant character in all fiction. Jealous and proud of it. A petty, unjust, unforgiving control freak. A vindictive, bloodthirsty ethnic cleanser. A misogynistic, homophobic, racist, infanticidal, genocidal, filicidal, pestilential, megalomaniacal, sadomasochistic, capriciously malevolent bully. If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Try and work together. Heaven is just another lie. And if you believe it, you're an idiot. Sure. Yeah, that's fine. All right. Whatever, motherfucker. Hey, I think that this week, because uh-huh. uh, this is like September or something, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, like the middle of September. Isn't this kind of like four years almost? Like when did we first put out a show? Wasn't it like mid-September or was it the beginning of October? I thought we had more time before the Next election. week. The 18th, wasn't the it? The 22nd. Okay. It so. was posted on the 22nd. Okay. So. So, yes, yeah, so we're like four years in. Yeah, next Holy week shit. will be four years. That snuck up. Yeah, because yeah. it was uh, right before the election. Yeah. And I said, Obama's going to win. And you said, no, he's not. I don't see how that fucker can ever win. Did I say that? Something like that. I don't know. <laughs> I probably dropped another N-bomb. <laughs> yeah, you say nope. I know. Nope, lot. nope, 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 nope. Has nope. any new TV started yet? No, I don't think so. Okay. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> No, I don't think it has. I've been watching a lot of uh, stuff on Netflix. Uh, I watched all of the IT crowd. I'm going through it's good. Louis now. Yeah, I, I, I fall in and out of Louis. I like it. 
but you can't watch too many at once. No, it gets way too depressing. Yeah. Plus, I have little kids running around. Yeah. Where did I stop? I stopped on the one where the woman picks him up after the show, takes him home, and um, the dude from Amadeus is the husband. Oh, no, I haven't seen that. I'm like episode nine. The uh, one where, and this actually made me really, really, really laugh. He, uh, His girls go to the mother's for a week, and he goes to his neighbor, I guess, as he oh, smells yeah. his neighbor, you know, smoking weed. Yeah. And, um, and then at one point, the guy goes, oh, hey, look at this, right? They, he opens the window, and he takes like a five-gallon bottle of water yeah. and just throws it out the window onto a car. Yep. And what's so great about it is just Louis's non-reaction. He just kind of watches this happen. <laughs> and then there's nothing. No. And it was great because you would expect that there'd be the reaction shot of Louis, but you don't even need it. No. Because as the viewer, you're like, what the fuck? Yep. Yep. <laughs> Which is all you need. You but there's, there's nothing comes of that. Yeah, exactly. It just... It's it just so, it happened. But then, then I wonder, like, did it actually? Or did he imagine all that stuff? Well, that's that's what was great about yeah. it. Yeah, and it was all because he was bored. Yeah, and and he missed his kids. It's a strange show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that uh, Pamela Adlon. I think is her name. She's in it every now and again as his friend with the little boy. Oh yeah, she's got kind of I the raspy voice because she was uh, Bobby Hill. She oh, and she's also on yeah. Californication, which is so funny That's to hear because in on Californication, um, she does waxing, so it's really funny to hear Bobby Hill talk about waxing some uh. starlet's asshole. <laughs> uh, so, how so was your trip? It was it was it was good. To the shore, it was good. Uh, the Wi-Fi in the hotel, and th- these are the two worst things. We spent almost no time in the room except to sleep. Okay, that's and good. To shower, yeah, you know, after the beach and whatever. But the Wi-Fi was fucking. What horrendous. hotel chain was this? It was. It's not a chain. It's no, it's just, just a yeah. Uh, the Armada by the Sea. Yeah, um, it's a nice hotel. <laughs> Why would you name your hotel that? How in the world is that welcoming? Armada. Well, it's welcoming if you're Spanish. Well, I guess so, but it's like it has this whole sense of like this. Okay, the invaders are here by the sea. We'll exactly. stay, with, we'll right? stay with the invaders. Well, yeah, because you're coming from someplace else to stake a claim on the yeah, beach. I guess and, so. But there's others like the so Crusader. What if, what, and, wouldn't it be funny, though, if like like there's some sort of group from Spain and they just keep asking questions? <laughs> oh, <laughs> only after they came off the beach. I know, right? Yeah. Um, and the TV was horrendous really? it, it was um it was um there were there was like 32 channels so fucking primitive right there oh yeah um but it, and it was direct tv but it was the analog signal not the digital signal yeah and it would like fade in and out <laughs> and the first like and somebody turns on a hair dryer or yeah something or... the first three days we were there there was no cartoon network or Comedy Central. Because so. DirecTV is just like, fuck you, we're not showing anything. Yes, yeah, so, well, I don't know if like the signal wasn't strong enough, but once the weekend came in, everything, like, the really? channel seemed stronger. That's interesting. So I don't know. but well, I mean, Because we, everybody was away from their homes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We only needed it, like, one day it sort of kind of almost rained. Yeah. And, like, 
you know, something for them to watch when we're making something to eat. Yeah. But, the, you know, that's why, like, I had, like, no presence except for, like, Instagram. Yeah. Which I could do while I'm walking around. Right. Just post easy. Uh, other than that, we weren't really in the room all that much. That's cool. I used the phone a lot for finding out where places were and, and doing yeah. that. So I got um, my second in two months warning from AT&T that I've gone over three gigs. Hmm. And if I'm not careful, they re- they'll they'll start to throttle me. On your phone? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fucking... Because I've been watching a lot of Netflix on my phone. All right. Well, so. I don't. I don't. I don't see why that should be a problem. Exactly. They're just assholes. That I think the whole the whole tiered plan is going to go away. Just it, just like just like the pay by the minute internet went away. Yeah, and I think that the um, I think sooner or later, like plans themselves. Like I mean, like contracts, like two-year mm. contract things. I can That's see the contract just to get you in. Well, because they need to, they sort of make up because they subsidize the cost of the phone, so mm. they yeah. have to make that up. But when I was when I had, was with T-Mobile, I was with them for like six years. I had a yeah. two-year contract, and then I didn't renew the contract. I yeah, had I had no going. contract for like three years. Oh yeah, and then the phone broke, so I needed a new one. So excuse yeah. me. But you know, you know what the big difference between the beaches up here are and the beaches down there? What? First of all, noticeably, the waves are bigger. Okay. Which is nice. Um, and the water's warmer. Well, Because okay. of the Gulf whatever yeah. stream thing. Kind of at Cape Cod, it kind of hooks out to sea and says, fuck you, North Shore. And yeah. we get the, the, the beaches at Wildwood are, that's like, the attraction there was yeah. like um in 2008 maybe there was like the best beach in the united states no i don't know who nominated it but um but they meticulously groom these beaches like there's not a seashell shard yeah. to be found um the sidewalks are cleaned every day there's people walking around pulling out weeds yeah. like everything is like it looked like a skate park in California. Like that's how well groomed everything <laughs> yeah. was because it's, it's kind of like the beach equivalent of Las Vegas. Yeah. It's just, that's super nice. Yeah. That has to be. Cause so, that's yeah. their bread and butter. Yeah. Thing. I mean, and the thing that, that, uh, that, that fascinates me is that people live there. Yeah. So there's property tax and, and income and sales tax and all that stuff that goes to the city. They are also subsidized from Atlantic City. Every town, every city gets a yeah, little bit of right. uh, whatever they pay out. Um, and then I'm driving around here when I get back, and I'm looking around, and I'm like, how the fuck is this place so shitty? Because <laughs> really, that's I got really depressed when I left, because the, all of the islands on the, on, the, on the South Jersey shore, I hate saying that, thank God they canceled the show, um... It's all set up in a grid. Yeah. So it's like, oh, you missed the street up over, over, you, you're right. back on track right there. There's like two main streets that, that intersect that you, you know, you that you find your bearing from yeah. there and all that. But it's like, there's, the, the, the streets aren't like torn up. Because you know it snows down there. It has to. Yeah. You know? Uh, we figure if there's snow in D.C., there's yeah. snow there, oh, right? Yeah. 
So, because it's only a little bit right. north of that. Um, why the fuck do our places look as bad as they do? Um, it depends on where you go, though. I yeah. mean, you. I'm sure that there are places probably 10 miles away from where you were that look, quote-unquote, shitty. Oh, I'm sure. So, but, but like if that, but you're, but you're in a place where, where, you know, the the image and the the outward appearance is really important because it True. attracts to tourists. And but you're Salem, seeing, Salem kind of looks crappy in places, like the streets are tore up. But, and but you know, Salem is is really old, and you can and you can yeah. argue that you know what I mean. Look at Boston. I mean, you go through Boston, it's all cobblestones and shitty, and but it's you know it's also really old. Right. And I think right. that when you go to some place like Salem, you're not going there looking for something shiny and new. You're going there for no, the but neat history. and clean would be nice. Okay, that's that's yeah yeah you know, no, there's a difference. We went we went from Wildwood. Uh, we 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 drove like thirty minutes up the uh, Garden State Parkway to Sea Isle, where we used to go in the summers, mm-hmm. and it's uh it's like Sea Isle, Ocean City, Avalon. Um, then where we were in Wildwood, these all sound like stripper names, and then Cape May. Uh, which is the superhero stripper. Yeah. Um, but that's just one part of our clothing. Right. Um, and the difference between Sea Isle and Wildwood was very interesting. Sea Isle's smaller. It's four blocks across. Uh, I'm not sure about how you know long it is. Um, what's it called? Their Wildwood might be six or eight blocks. Okay. So it's bigger. The beaches in Sea Isle are more narrow. But it looks like the depository for shell shards <laughs> from all over the place. They don't hurt because they're all rounded off right. and everything. But the beaches there aren't groomed. But there's weeds growing out of cracks and stuff like that. And you can tell they're in the middle of like refurbishing the whole thing. Because right. Wildwood is going for the tourist attraction thing. But kind of classy tourist attraction. Right. Yeah, there's still the... The shitty T-shirt shops and, right. and carnival stuff. It's got a huge boardwalk. Uh, a lot of the stuff is nice. There's a lot of good shops, a lot yeah. of a lot of food places um, to give that feel. But if you were to walk like one block off, it's like a little shore yeah. town. It's it's nice. I actually I want to go back. And it's going to be tough with the girls going to school because we went yeah. the day after. They start this week, don't Labor they? Day, tomorrow. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. That's so exciting. They're going to go for like three and a half hours, three days a week. That's so cool. So, yeah. We'll see how that goes. They're nice. nervous now. They yeah. actually are getting nervous. So, because the other kids, the other, we, we took a, we, we took vacation. They missed the first two days. Mm-hmm. But, the teachers all knew that and stuff. Right. So when we show up tomorrow, hopefully it won't be a big surprise. So, but I mean, going in, it's going to be one day of weirdness for everybody, and then it'll yeah. be back into the normal schedule. Yeah, cool. We'll see how that goes. That's exciting. We had to talk about some stuff that you don't do in school, like you don't call people booger butt or nerd, you know, because we say stuff around here. Yeah, you know. So I don't know. I try to keep it like. There's that line yeah. with with parenting where it's like, yeah, you can joke and have fun, but you can't totally be friends. Yeah, exactly. So it's like skirting yeah. that line. Um, I told Ellen the other day that I read something about spanking, and I said, you know what's really funny is like the girls will walk by and like I'll smack them in the butt, 
and they'll laugh and I'll be like to some other kids that's a punishment yeah and it's all how it's presented you know when they were little I, I would have them sit on my on my lap and I would just drum against their stomach <laughs> or if they would roll over and like I'd drum on their backs yeah. and their, their butt would be the symbol you know <laughs> yeah so it's like and they would just yell I'm not a drum and I'd say, yes you are <laughs> um, but like it's weird like I don't know what they're going to be exposed to and it's going to be interesting to see how they react to it I think they'll be fine. I think they. I think yeah, they'll be fine. Yeah, they're pretty smart. It's bullies that I'm worried about because they they totally about them shrink back away from loud, obnoxious kids. They don't like that. So, but we'll see. After a week, mm-hmm. I'm wondering who's going to punch somebody first. I don't think they will. I don't know. If I had to put money on it, I would say Nova would. Even That's who I would have bet bigger to, but still. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that'll happen. Uh, I hope not. <laughs> He'll be fine. So, yeah. Um, He'll be crying and screaming, and but once they go in, you can stop doing all that. And uh, <laughs> Yep, yep. I'll be fine. Yeah. She won't be. But um, you know what the weird thing about the beach was? What? Like, you could sit in the hotel room, and it'd be nice and cool, like 75, mm-hmm. down on the street. Feels a little bit warmer. You get on the beach and it's like 150 because <laughs> it was just, it it had to be like three quarters of a football field from like where the dunes ended to the beach. Yeah. They are wide beaches and it's like five miles long. <laughs> it's like we expected Jawas to come running along and yeah, steal our that's shit. That's awesome. It was, and there were dolphins every night and morning. Oh, that's cool. Which is like amazing. Cool. Just really weird. No sharks. Didn't get bit. Good. That's a plus. So, but I went in the water. I never. I, I used to be like the mm, yeah. stupid, and, <laughs> and you know. But I like I would go in the water, and because I didn't, I tried to exercise and eat right, and that shit didn't work. Because there's nothing healthy there. Yeah, it's and like, you're oh, on vacation. I have so water and working your ass off. Be good. But Just enjoy the vacation. We walked from the hotel to the boardwalk, all the way down the boardwalk and back, and got blisters. And it was like four and a quarter or five miles, yeah. something like that, all the way one end to the other. And it was like 85, and you got that beach yeah. and spotlight shining on you and everything. That was that was tough. <laughs> it was really tough. But we walked a lot, which was good. I spent a lot of time in the water fighting the rip current. Just just walking against it. I'm like, this will be good for me, right? Yeah, that's good for it's you. It's tougher to walk. Heated pools are nice. I've never been in a heated pool since Disney or whatever. Yeah. But I hadn't been back to Sea Isle in like 30 years. No. It was vaguely familiar, but new at the same time. We went on 9-11, so there was all... Yeah. Stuff going on for that. So, yeah. The so, biker convention happened when we were there. Yeah, something else happened on 9-11. What was it? That was all right. The bikers were actually kind of polite. They took up a lot of space, like parking and driving around and stuff. And some 95% of them were good, but every once in a while you get somebody that doesn't signal yeah. and they'll turn and cut you off in front of you. And I'm like, I'm driving a gigantic... You know, <laughs> what, what, what is that car? Over a Sienna. 
It's like, you know what? Yeah, we'll get some bumper damage from this, but yeah. I will win because it's heavier. I can wash blood off, motherfucker. However, once I stop the car, I will get killed because there's a lot more of them than me. Oh, yeah. The, but everybody was really polite and nice and said hi to the girls when they said hi to everybody. The weird thing is there's a fireman convention, and rumor going around is that they are... And I apologize to any upstanding firemen that may listen to the show, but the but they're a lot very drunk, yeah, and very obnoxious, and that's uh, as mean as I'm going to get. But you can extrapolate from that because I'm holding myself back, yeah. Um, and that's firsthand account yeah. witness that I heard that they are just not very polite, <laughs> like the bikers have an image and they have to maintain that so it's all like self-policing kind right. of thing like if we fuck this up our giant uh, you know bike convention won't happen right or as ellen called it the bikies are the, when are the bikies coming i'm like don't you <laughs> all right here sit down bikey is to biker as trekkie is to trekker <laughs> except there are more of them yeah. and they uh, wear a lot of leather and will get very angry um, but everybody respects firemen, so maybe in a way they feel like they can get away with more. They don't have to self-police. Maybe. Maybe there are any firemen out there. You guys could sort of give us some insight into what Chris might have witnessed. I have met uh, some local firemen, one that is just a despicable, deplorable human being who makes suppositions about yeah. Uh, how fires started uh, based on uh, personal opinion All right. instead of actual facts. Um, and that doesn't taint my view of all firemen because I've met some that are really nice. Yeah. But from down there, you know, you're on the beach, you cut loose. Yeah, exactly. I didn't see a whole bunch of people that would like be the epitome of the show, Jersey Shore. Although I did see because they wouldn't necessarily be tourists there, you no, know. That'd I, be like I did see a bunch of people try to pick up a girl who was walking home from work while they were like on the other side of a wall in a pool. Yeah, and the girl just disgustedly rolled her eyes, and I wanted to look at her and go, "Good for you, keep walking." <laughs> I'm going to Florida. Yeah, and just for like a team building gig, the nice. beginning of October. That's a good time to go. Yeah, shouldn't be too humid. Yeah. It'll be good. Just for I'll be I'll fly down Sunday, come back Monday, no. do the gig on Monday morning. That's short. Come back, yeah. Just so. enough for you to say this is not. Oh, I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> so um, there was a nice. fantastic yeah, right. zoo down there, the Cape May Zoo. It's free. Yeah, and it's fantastic. Cool. They had zebra, giraffes bunch of other things i didn't know what they were no uh they had red pandas and snow mm, leopards those are delicious this was the interesting thing about the snow <laughs> like you watching like everybody walks around and they're like oh he's looking at me look at that they're all looking at me right i walk by the snow leopards i'm the tallest one there i'm wearing black and white right yeah and i said alan we're gonna watch this and i walked from one end of the cage to the other and it followed me like <laughs> honest to god yeah. followed me and I walked back halfway, and it turned, and it was the mother, and she had two cubs. And she says, you know why? And she says this loud enough for everybody. And she's like, you're the biggest thing here. <laughs> you're the tallest. You're head and shoulders above everybody else. Of course it's going to yeah. watch you. I'm like, great. Every animal wants to kill me now. 
I remember when I worked summer camps um, when I was like in high school and we went to the stone zoo when mm. it was, you know, all concrete and everything. Oh yeah. And they had that lion, the big kind of, I can't remember the lion's name, but it was kind of like the big deal. Yeah. Okay. And it's summertime. So it's like 110 degrees and right. the kids are just, you know, they're walking through the zoo, like it's some sort of death march. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, but we stopped at the lion and he's just like laying there uh, and like totally like <laughs> legs open and his junk is right there and um, just not moving. Just here I am. Right. And so one of the other counselors kind of shuffled her kids away and uh, and I'm just standing. She's like, "You gotta get your kids out of here." I'm like, "Why?" Yeah. She's built the 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 lions. I'm like, what could happen? Lion woke up. <laughs> and the kids are like, "That is awesome." They were like seven year olds. That is. And these were. This was a bunch of kids who I'll never forget it. They had. The camp was like ages like four to seven. Mm. Now, these are kids who, when I worked at this camp, and I worked at this camp for years. So when they, and I always worked with the seven-year-olds. So mm. when these were little kids, they would, you know, every year they'd come back and they'd be like, oh, and then when they're, they're seven now, they're like, oh, we're in Frank's group, blah, blah, blah. So it was like like graduating. Uh-huh. And um, so these were kids that I had known for like three, four years. So now it's just like, all right, I'm, you're like, you like hanging out at the zoo with your buddies, <laughs> and they were like, "Ah!" And that was that was the uh, that was the year that I bought them all like little fake Ray Bans, and we just walked around the zoo all uh, like, with our own nice our own look. Yeah, it was really really fun. It was really neat. And then to see the lion just going after his <laughs> junk, it was so fucking funny. It was funny. Uh, there was a tiger at this one big Siberian tiger, and it had its little house. It had a nice big enclosure for for a zoo but you see like through the doorway just its head and it's just sitting there yeah it's like fuck this i'm not doing it <laughs> fuck look. those guys i'll yawn everybody get excited watch it ah, was, oh he's moving <laughs> we came we walked down and we we walked through the whole thing and as we're leaving uh the first time because the battery and the camera died and i don't know what i was thinking we didn't bring the backup oh but it was only a half hour down the road, so it wasn't so bad. Use your phone, click, click. Yeah, but we wanted, like, right. like we had the Zoom on it so we could get close oh, to nice. everything. Um, the girls had to go take a nap, so we took them back. They slept in my parents' room, and we uh, got the, and went. We were going to do some other stuff, but then Nova got heat stroke and threw up, yeah. so we had to, whatever. Um, but as we're walking back, um, the tiger just bolted out of its thing like i know your battery's dead <laughs> and I'm like shit it's like every other cat i need to be over there right now that's exactly what he did he ran the short way across the enclosure because it was a it was a, a rectangle and he went over to this square thing and licked it like it was a salt lick <laughs> but it was just this concrete post thing and here's where it got messed up which is which is what your lion story reminded me of it was a boy tiger. Yeah. Because it went over to this gigantic ball. It started to fuck it. No, no, no. It wasn't that bad. It was weirder to explain to children. So <laughs> it's a good thing mine weren't there. Uh, and it started licking the ball because it must have salt or something yeah. on it from, from whatever. And then it rubbed its head on it. And then it started spraying. Oh. Just like a cat will do. Right. 
And then it pawed at the ball and ran, ran to this tree and sprayed the fuck out of the tree. <laughs> and then just walked around like, yeah, that's mine. This is all mine. But the weirdest, the, the I mean, aside, it's a cat. Yeah. It's going to do that. I, I I get it. But until you see these animals, like there was, a, there were two bears. There were the snow leopards yeah. and, and like lethal animals. And it yeah. says, I have a sign that says the predators are monitored by closed circuit television. If you antagonize them, we'll throw you the fuck out. Yeah. Right. But you think, oh, a lion. Yeah, it's like that big whatever tiger is that. Until you see this yeah. tiger moving, you're like, oh, it's like the size of an ocelot. Which, yeah. by the way, we could only see its head. Because yeah. it was like, fuck you. I know I'm cute. I'm <laughs> staying in here. But a tiger is gigantic. Yeah, they're huge. It's the it's easily one of the biggest animals like that intimidated me. And There's it's a... like, it, the worst part is the cage was open yeah. on top. And it's just lined with electric wire. Yeah. <laughs> just like, so if that tiger is just like, you know what, I'll take the hit. I'm gonna. He could climb the tree yeah. and jump from the tree out if he wanted to. Cool. That's a good tiger not to do that. But it, it the thing that it was easily like 15 feet long. It seemed. <laughs> I know. There's a um, probably unrealistic. No, there's but. a liger. That's at the King Richard's Fair. Huh. We're going there on Saturday, actually. Oh, nice. And um, that is, I believe, when it's like up on its hind legs and standing up, it's almost like 12 feet. Yeah, this thing was thing is way bigger huge. than I thought it was. Yeah. Huge. I was surprised. Huge. The little, uh, the little snow leopards, they're little. Yeah. But the paw was easily like put both of my hands side by side. Yeah. And the tail is longer than its body because I guess what I saw is it wraps the tail around its face. Oh, like really? A, like a scarf kind of thing <laughs> in like harsh weather. Kind of neat. And just the, to look cool. And the red panda was all tired, not moving. Anyway. <sighs> anyway, should we take a break? I guess so. That's good timing. All huh? right. All right. We got to. We got to do this whole stay on target kind uh, of yeah. stuff, right? All right, we'll be right back. But 
the question again. What is this fucking video that Muslims are losing their shit over? I, am, I don't, honestly, I don't, any, I don't any, know. Any better proof that religion can just fuck shit up? Now, none of this can be racist. true. None of it can be true because isn't Islam a religion of peace? Oh, sweet fuck that. It's... <laughs> It's just, it, I, and I don't want to spend a lot of time on this because it's stupid. I think Obama's response has been fine. What has he um, said? Uh, like, I don't know I've what he had... said, but I know that he's sending Marines. And I hope his order was just like, get our people out of this, shoot anybody in your way. Mm. I'm sick of this shit. Well, I, I saw, unfortunately, I turned on the TV and it says, you know, embassies being attacked, people dead. Um, and I get, I don't get Obama's speech. Because uh, I had like Fox and CNN. Yeah. God damn it. Right. You know, it's like, and, and I get Romney's speech about it, and it's like, who the fuck are you? Yeah. Shut up. This is this is a a, a foreign policy crisis. Yeah. You don't need to be, from what I understand, the fucker that says, uh, "Yeah, we need to take action." Blah, whatever he said that yeah. apparently didn't help. None. It was like the opposite. And I, I I know that he was criticizing Obama and the fact that he was apologizing for First Amendment free speech, but that's probably twisted around. And I don't have all the facts on that. Yeah. I don't even know what's going on. No, because you know whatever. I mean, it's going to be politicized. the The election's what fifty some odd days yeah. away. So of course, no matter what Romney says, and it's it's all bullshit, anyways. So everything is everything is being said and seen and perceived just through the lens of this election. Yeah. So I I don't expect anything real to come out of any politician, you know, until you know the end of November when all's <laughs> said and done. Whoever's around when the dust settles. Yeah. Seriously, because it's all about it's all about the election now. So it's all bullshit. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not arguing that. So, I totally. Uh, it's just kind of fucked up that, oh, there's a video and we're pissed off, so we're so going to go after it, the Americans. It, from what, what I understand, it's a few years old. Who knows? These crazy fuckers. I just fuck them. So, want to hear what Pat Robertson had to say about oh, it? Oh, what? <laughs> he said, derp, derp, derp. Yeah, no shit. Pat Roberts, and the headline here is Muslims go crazy because they have the spirit of a wild donkey. Who the, what the fuck? Does anybody, is there anybody else in the room with him when he says this shit? Or is he walking up, pressing record on the camera, then sitting back down and doing this? Because there is nobody with the, in their right mind, like, like what the, the spirit of the wild? Oh, that's it. That's the problem. We need to exercise the wild donkey spirit from these fuckers. I think it's word Yahtzee. Oh, my He's got God. a whole bunch of different words. It's like the band name generator where you get three yeah. dice, <laughs> and, it, and it's like it's like yellow, yeah. yellow misquote. One of those little, right? like, one of those things that you had when you were a kid. They were like, you know, you open, close, open, close, open, close. You are a, pick a number, wild. Donkey. Do, 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 do. Pick a number, Donkey. There All right, go. either yeah. that or it's his stripper name, any one of those. Yeah, well, hey, if they had the spirit of a wild stripper. Yeah, seriously. And we'd all be fucked. Kind of disappointing, though, if you go to see a donkey show and it's just one chick. Yeah. 
Anyway, so what did this stupid fuck have to say? Televangelist Pat Robertson on Wednesday responded to this week's attack on U.S. embassies in Egypt and Libya by explaining to his viewers that Muslims, quote, go crazy. I want to go, go crazy. (laughs) Our prices are insane. (laughs) Speaking of which, I was watching Splash and Crazy Eddie was on on a commercial. That was weird. When Islam is insulted because they can't defend the tenets of their religion. Which is funny because it's, isn't it based off the same, uh, I don't know. On Tuesday, U.S. Ambassador to Libya, Chris Stevens, and at least three members of his staff had been killed during protests over a film that mocked the Prophet Muhammad and was promoted by Terry Jones. You, oh, that fucking guy. Wait, Terry Jones? For the I'm going to burn the Koran and Muslims lost their shit again. Why don't they just kill him? I don't know. A U.S. pastor who previously sparked deadly riots threatening to burn Korans. You wonder what so, it is. What? Never mind, God. You wonder what it is in these Muslims that makes them go crazy when somebody says something about Muhammad, most of which happens to be true. You're not helping, Robertson said. He took his favorite wife when she was either eight or nine years old and he was 53. He began having sexual relations with that eight- or nine-year-old child. We call that pedophilia in this country. This country wasn't around when that happened. But with him, it was like a holy act. I would love to use this guy's words against him. I know, right? Speaking of fucking eight- and nine-year-old kids. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. He had a number of wives, and this movie showed him having sexual intercourse with one more of his wives, the TV preacher added. And I guess the Muslims got upset about that. Robertson went on to explain that Muslims were so defensive about their religion, quote, because they cannot defend some of the stuff they believe. Here's the fucking thing. No one should have to defend what they believe. No one should feel that they have to push their beliefs on anybody else. This is what drives me fucking crazy. And I say this. How about when you lose your shit because somebody says, yeah, that's not true. Oh. Ishmael, the Bible says, Except the Mormons, those people are crazy. Was a wild donkey. I mean, he was just a wild man, and apparently that spirit has pervaded these people, and it's just crazy. But they do it. What's he? he it's like he's talking about his old frat brother. That dude is a crazy motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. You want to hear him? Ugh. Come on. Uncle Pat, tell us a story. You, know, you wonder what it is in these Muslims that causes them to go crazy because somebody says something about Muhammad, most of which happens to be true. He took his favorite wife when she was either eight or nine years old, and he was 53, and he began having sexual relations with that eight- or nine-year-old child. Now, we call that pedophile, pedophilia in this country. But with him, it was like a holy act. He had a number of wives, and this movie showed him having sexual intercourse with one or more of his wives. And I guess the Muslims got upset about that. But Muhammad was very frank about what he did and what he didn't do. And he, you read some of the writings of Muhammad and what he has to say. Uh, it's all in there, but he seemed to... He, you know, Muslims can have four wives, and he probably had more than his quota. But nevertheless, 
Um, why do they riot? Why do they kill people? I mean, what, what is it about this religion that makes them so terribly defensive? Well, the reason they're so defensive is because they cannot defend some of the stuff they believe. Stop it for a second. And therefore, they are very protective Hold of up. it. Okay. He, if he had just left it with a rhetorical question, what causes them to lose his shit? What that causes been, them that to, you know, been been like, that would have been the end. Yeah. And now you get into this donkey show business. Well, now know? it's just going to be pure speculation. Exactly. So, I mean, it's, it's just, it's all bullshit. There's only like 40 seconds left. Yeah. Ishmael, the Bible says, was like a wild donkey. I mean, he was just a wild man. And apparently he's, that, that spirit has pervaded these people, and it's just crazy, but uh, they do it, and you know, there'll be one Miss Universe contest, and they go crazy. Uh, you know, one cartoon about Muhammad, and they go crazy. They want to kill people, they shoot things, they, they tear things up. So, anyhow, they knock over trash. Maybe sanity will be restored one day, but it won't be anytime soon. You know what? But, but, but you know what though? It's just, he he said basically the same thing. He basically said these motherfuckers are crazy. Yeah. Okay. Which is true. Okay. Mm. Um. But it's it's just kind of the way he did it. Is just it was very condescending. Yeah. Not, I'm not going to defend any of the acts that are going on. Any of the people that have rioted and killed people. I can't defend. Um. Or even fathom why somebody would lose their shit like that. To me, right. to me, getting that upset about somebody mocking your religion is as intelligent a response as if somebody said, "Oh, the Patriots suck. I don't like Star Wars. That book's stupid." It's Bubba all feet. The, it's all Bubba <laughs> feet. <laughs> it's all the same thing to me. It it's is. all who gives a shit. If you like it, you like it. Right. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't that's that. And you know. You know. what's getting kind of nasty too. Hmm. The whole iPhone, Apple, Android thing. Oh, since that, since oh, that fucking Samsung thing went down. Oh my god. That's that is. I have a friend of mine, a guy I do some of these team building gigs with, and hmm. he's 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 an Android guy. Okay, that's and whatever. every time we get together. It's kind of funny because inevitably I'll take out my phone. He'll come over. His phone's got a bigger screen, and you right. know, obviously he's just like, yeah. And he's chomping for like a debate. Yeah. He's like, and oh, you, yeah but you know that, but so I you're know not going to give it to so him. So exactly. Yeah. And, and and it's you know what? And I'm not like that with with. And I I don't want to do that anymore. It's yeah. like it's like look. Do do you like your phone? Great. Yeah. I mean, it does what I you mean, need if to you do. if you want to shut somebody up, yeah. you just say, "Yeah, well, which company has a billion less dollars?" But it's not even that. It's <laughs> but it's not even that. Like, I don't care. That doesn't. No, I know. I it's, mean, them getting an extra billion dollars, Apple getting another billion dollars, which they're never going to see. You know, no. they might, but this thing will be in appeals for a couple of years. Oh yeah, it's like okay, great. That'll make the iPhone, you know, nine even cooler. Mm-hmm. You know, so but it's like just. Does it do what you need it to do? Right. Do you enjoy it? Does it bug you? Yeah. No? Yeah. Great. One of the, My phone, same thing. Doesn't matter. Yeah. And it's the same fucking thing with this. Shut the fuck up about the religion and Well, it's like it's like Linux, Mac, and and PC. And now Ubuntu or whatever it is, or Ubuntu yeah, and all that like stuff. Nothing. Um it's, <laughs> those people it's are assholes. No. PlayStation, Xbox. Nintendo. It's Coke. It's, it's Pepsi. That, it's, it's that whole, whole it's, thing. It's Betty and Veronica. Yeah. It's, you know, Stones or Beatles. 
I never liked the Stones. Yeah, it's a tough one for me because there's some Stone stuff. There's there's really some like. real early early uh, Rolling Stone stuff that I really like. Yeah, overall though, I'd probably go Beatles. Yeah. Anyway, so. but like I never got involved in the flame wars between between. Um, you had Nike and Converse. Now who owns Converse? Nike. Oh really? Yeah. See, I don't give a shit. I wear Vision. There you go. You know, it's like I, I wear what I like. I, exactly. you know, Adidas or Puma. Right. And it could be that same thing with, you know, you've got your God. Great. Move yeah. the fuck on. All right. But like, I know, I know some people that like in a restaurant, if you go in and you say, oh, uh, I'll have a Coke. No ice. Oh, we only have Pepsi. Is that okay? No. <laughs> it's like, really? I mean. Yeah, I've seen that. It's, it's, you know, they are. Forget it. I'll have a glass of glass. Yeah. What? <laughs> It's, I can taste the difference between the diet sodas, between yeah. Coke and Pepsi. I prefer the taste you know? of the diet sodas, quite frankly. I don't. I, I There's an aftertaste that I just yeah. I just can't get around, uh, especially after quitting smoking and not having taste buds for so oh, long. Yeah. Now, I mean, I can taste the orange in Coke. The bubbles are smaller and they, you know, last longer. The uh, 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 Pepsi has more lemon and it goes flat faster. I'll tell you, though, um, with Coke, though, it does that... Like you feel it on your teeth yes. afterwards. Yes, you know, it's like, it, it's, it creates a film. Yeah, um, like you know it's still eating but away that's, at your mouth. But there's a difference for me with uh, Coke out of a fountain and and Coke out of a bottle. Yeah. And I never drink soda out of a can. I just I can't do it. I don't like the metal taste it, it puts in. It's very subtle, yeah. but I don't like it. But it's the whole thing. Like if, if I go to a, a place, if I go to um, AMC, as opposed to showcase, one has Coke, one has Pepsi. At least as far as yeah. I can remember, I don't give a shit. It's brown syrupy soda. There you go. You know, if I'm going to buy it, which I don't anymore, but if I'm going to buy it, I'll buy Pepsi. Are you going to get a fan? I know you prefer Pepsi mm-hmm. when you drink soda, um, but if somebody made this cartoon about you know a Coke can fucking a Pepsi can, or you know <laughs> having it pull its sled or some other indignity. How does that? How does that change? It the, doesn't change the shit. That's why these crazy fucking yeah. Muslims just mother. But it's like it's you know Religion it was the whole. I remember so with uh, the 360 and the PlayStation 3, there was this whole thing about oh one as a Blu-ray player, the other as the add-on HD player. Right. Um, and HD DVD went because right. it was format war and. You know, whatever. At least I think this time the better format one. I don't know. It's always the one that has the more money behind it, right. and which the porn industry picks up on first. That's what that's how VHS won. Exactly. Um, but I don't care. This is how I looked at the at the two systems and why I went with the uh, the Xbox first. Um, does it have the games I want to play? <laughs> and it did, and it had more. And I think I own two playstation 3 games i use it for the blu-ray player and for uh streaming from the mac over to the tv and it works pretty well so i don't i don't care the and it's i i've realized that it's not i was i was driving around down there and i was just because i was away from everything like yeah like i've been reading facebook off and on today but i haven't really been posting right because None of that shit matters. I mean, you think you have an impact on stuff, 
like with with whatever political yeah. religious whatever thing and it doesn't matter facebook facebook now i just i go on every now and again and i'm like okay i check up on people yeah i see what kind of what kind of happy um, birthdays notifications i get and and that's i yeah. i mean the the, the a lot of seniors have realized that they are oh, there's a fucking moth in here. That's what you were looking at. Yeah. Oh well. Um it'll die eventually. Yeah. They in the computer. <laughs> <laughs> they they get older and and a lot of them realize, "Oh, I don't have to put up with that shit anymore. I don't have to deal with that idiot saying whatever or no. this rude employee or you know, I don't have to I don't have to get upset or worked up over this person's opinion as opposed to you know my own how it how it interacts i've read i've read a bunch of stuff today that like i have an opinion on and i would get in the conversation about it but i don't care yeah to do it it's like it's you know exhausting there's a um there's a trailer out for grave encounters too and i love the first one that came out last year it was it was it was because what's it called there uh Denver state is so close yeah. to here um, it looked a lot like Danvers State on the outside and on the inside, and um, part two looks kind of interesting. Yeah, it's kind of good. Like, all right, I'll give that a shot. People are shitting all over. Like, oh, they're trying to do a Blair Witch two with it, where it's like, you know, the people that that saw the found footage uh, from yeah. the first one now go to see go if it's actually find, true. Yeah. But it doesn't pull out of that first person perspective like Blair Witch 2 did which I kind of enjoyed Blair Witch for what it was but anyway that's going to make a bunch of people shut the podcast off right now <laughs> um, but whatever you know I've watched a bunch of stuff like Rec 3 and VHS this week and I enjoyed them all because I don't I'm not I so what I right? haven't watched anything I did see um, most of the Bourne movie that's out now Ultimatum Bourne no I think it's Legacy Oh, okay. It was okay. Jeremy Renner did a nice job. It was pretty good. I had to leave like about 80% in. Yeah. Um, So from what I understand, the end, like I was pretty close to the end. Okay. And it was like, yeah, big chase scene, bad guy dies. Right. 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 Or whatever. It's all how. um, How does he die? Yeah, exactly. It's all that, you know, I did see, um, I saw a trailer for Skyfall, the new James Bond movie. I haven't seen that yet. That looks good. Mm. Well, we should look at that after, but Mm. it looks good. Um, We're going to see. I never saw the other one. We're going. Don't worry about it. We're going to see Nemo <laughs> tomorrow night. What Quantum of Solace? Oh, wasn't, fuck that movie! Wasn't good. Oh, fuck that whiny James Bond Quantum of Solace. Oh my girlfriend's dead. Oh really? Fuck you? It was That's whiny. not Bondish. It was not Bondish at all. Hey, you know what I did hear though? Speaking of whininess, um, <laughs> I listened to uh, Kevin Smith does a Batman podcast, Fat Man on Batman. Okay. And uh, he had Ralph Garman, who's his co-host on yeah. Hollywood Babylon, um, on there. And they talked at length about um, Dark Knight Rises. Okay. And they beat the shit out of it. Like, I, I they, think it deserves it. Yeah, they they brought up a lot of really interesting points. And not just like little like... Nitpicky stuff. Nitpicky yeah. stuff. There was like some really, like some really good conversations about the character of batman mm. you know about how I, yeah i don't he, think that it follows the pre-established character traits of batman no because it's just like as far as we as far as we know as much as we've seen you know he's put on the batman thing done the batman thing you know twice you know in this one like in this series 
you know, in this series. Okay. So, because, like, if, apparently, because after the whole, you know, Rachel got blown up, hmm. you know, he hung up his cape and decided to hide away for eight years. So he could so, have a quantum of solace. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, and then... Well, and that's not very Batman-ish. And nothing... And, and, I mean, they made a really, really, really interesting point. Fine. His parents getting killed compelled him to, you know... Yes. Put on the mask and do that whole thing and fight crime and stuff mm-hmm. like that. His girlfriend gets killed. He's not even she's not even his girlfriend. No. All right. He and he's just like she was. Yeah. He's like, yeah. Oh, you know, forget it. I'm done with this shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh, and, he, and, he, and then they go to point out. Um, um, what do you call it? Talia. Uh, oh, yeah. Talia's plan is the most ridiculous out of the way to get revenge on yeah. someone. You know who Batman is. You know where he is. Why are you going to spend, you know, yeah. eight years, like, it all this made, money? It would have made more sense to me if she tried to kill him while they were sleeping together. Yeah. They're like, bite his dick off. Just get it slip done a, that Slip exactly. a knife under his rib cage or right. in his jaw or, you know, cut the artery. So there was a lot of stuff like that. It was a really interesting conversation. It, I had a feeling, like, upon uh, because I've only watched it once. I yeah. don't want to watch it again because I'm going to pick up on all this little, like, yeah, like the first person things. that gets out of the, the, the pit jail, right? Why didn't they lower a rope for everybody else? Right. It's like, that's idiotic. It's like, ah, fuck you all. I made yeah. it. Good luck. I made it out. That's great. And then, um, no one decided to tunnel out the side, pull a rock out, let it slope, climb up the drifting sand. <laughs> and uh, how did they eat? Yeah. Did they establish that there was food dropped in? I don't know. I don't know. It but, just... um, but a lot of it was about the character of Batman who, you know, after his girlfriend dies, he, Batman would have, you know, redoubled his efforts. I think that has actually crime. happened before. So it's almost like somebody f- from the first Batman took over the writing, the, the character of Batman, not Bruce Wayne so much, but of Batman, like took it over without having ever read a, bo- a comic book because He's got he's got uh, a motorcycle with cannons on it, and he's blowing up cars in Dark Knight Return in Dark Knight. Yeah, like that that shit made no sense. Other than that, okay, batarangs, all that yeah. stuff, that's fine. But like he he had guns. Yeah, Batman doesn't even pick up a gun. I don't know. So, I mean, it was, it was, I, I enjoyed the movie. It was a good movie. I thought it was, I thought it was. How many podcasts does fun. Kevin Smith have now? He's got a lot. Yeah. He's got a lot. He's going to reach a critical mass. But I'll then, tell you, I mean, there, because I'll sort of, you know, touch base here and there with some of them. Yeah. And he does do a fairly good job of really compartmentalizing. Like each show is, is a different show. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like stuff he talks about with Scott Mosier is different than stuff he'll talk about with, you know, Jason Mewes and it's different than stuff wow. he talks about with, yeah. <laughs> you know, well, different than stuff that he'll talk about with, you know, Ralph Garman okay. and, you know, and then the Batman stuff. And then he does something with like John Lovitz and talking about it's kind of weird SNL stuff that he went from like, like up and coming, you know, next generation filmmaker to podcaster. But he's make he's making money. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like yeah. he's making money. He's got a couple of TV shows. 
He's yeah. he's making money. He's doing what he wants to do. I wonder do. how long that comic book men show can last. I watched I the first season. It was entertaining, yeah. but I mean it's a lot better than um than that one show that uh TLC has about that collector cuz uh Sci-Fi has Collector Intervention. Oh yeah. which is kind of a mix between hoarders. An, an auction show <laughs> yeah. and hoarders. Yeah, cuz one guy like he had 30,000 comic books that he that he's read and now just are stored all over his house. Yeah. The in the in the in the pilot episode the one, there was a woman, not the guy. Yeah. who had an immense Star Wars collection. Like just bought every fucking piece of yeah. shit thing that came out. And some she had some great stuff, but like she didn't even know what she had anymore. Yeah. And that's way past the point of collecting. Like like the woman that runs it, she's done auction stuff. She's worked for auction houses. So she says she wants to get the people down to a manageable size. Right. Make some money off of what they have so they can invest that into like meaningful pieces. Yeah. And I thought that was interesting because it's not all right, fuck it, we're gonna get rid of all this shit so that your wife or husband can be happy. It's gonna be your collector. That's yeah. what you are. But let's get it under you've, control. You've lost focus. Right. Yeah. One guy had a very large catwoman collection and it was all torn to shit because yeah. it was in his garage. Not no climate control right, or nothing exactly. taken care of or anything. But that's there's the opposite of that, which is the the I forget the name of the show, um, but he goes around and he buys stuff from people so he can profit off of it personally. I don't like that because I watch it and I have a, a better than average knowledge of what toys are worth. Yeah, and I'm like, wow, he's scamming that guy. Oh, he, okay, he paid but, a fair but you price know what, for though? that. Like, what a boring fucking show. You're watching someone buy stuff so they can turn around and sell it at a profit. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's just business. He he charged uh, some poor sap $17,000 for a rocket-firing Boba Fett. If, if, if somebody told me that they wanted $17,000 for three and three-quarter inches of plastic, they would have to wipe after they got that out of their body. <laughs> that's just ridiculous. I mean, I understand it's a very sought-after... Piece. There's only like five or six of them supposedly made um, because of fucking Battlestar Galactica toys. Uh, yeah. um, but $17,000 at a convention. Wow. Like, if I don't make this much money, then I don't eat. It's like, well, what about the rest of the money you just made? Like, right. I don't, whatever. But Comic Book Men is okay because yeah. it's about the people in the shop and the weirdos that come in. Yeah, exactly. And I use weirdos lovingly because right. I go in comic book shops too. But. Right. But yeah, Kevin Smith, I mean, the shows are pretty good. Yeah. Um, he does one with his wife, which is pretty interesting. I would um, like again, to hear her talk, yeah. I don't, the only one that I'll follow regularly, because I don't have a lot of drive time, mm. um, is um, The Hollywood Babylon. Okay. Because I like, you know, I think Ralph Garman's really funny. I like the Hollywood spin. Right. You know, all that kind of stuff. So, hmm. um, yeah, so... Yeah, he was on some radio station, some uh, XM radio station the other day when I was driving around. And he Smith? Was, yeah, and he was talking about um, how if you just adjust your expectations with who you want in a in a husband or wife, you'll be happy. <laughs> it's like, you think my wife, you know, 
was looking for somebody like me. Yeah, oh, and he does he's, that self-deprecating he's stuff. He's always all the time. like he's down on himself to a point where it's like, all right, come on, dude, that's you're just being way too hard on yourself because you're a fucking millionaire. Okay, yeah. so I don't know. I don't know. That's self-depreciating. So, like, it works, I think, when we do it. Because, like, who the fuck are we? You know? I saw... I did read one thing today. Like, I like some inspirational, like, those little fucking yeah. pictures with the fucking landscape and the yeah. shit like that. It says, um... it's it's It had to do with self-esteem. And it said, um... You're comparing your worst day to somebody's best day. Like if you're looking at stuff online, it's like, yeah. oh, so-and-so got married. And it's like, today you tripped and hit your head on the fucking bathtub and then, you know, dropped your phone into the toilet all at the Which same time. Which is kind of what marriage is like. But you know, when, you, when, you, when you slip off of the toilet and bang your head, that's when you come up with the idea for time travel. Exactly. So don't, don't, <laughs> don't, you know. <laughs> um, but that's, it's true. Like everybody has really good days. Everybody has really bad days. Exactly. So that's all. Yeah. We're at uh, another half hour. We should oh, take another we? break. We're being consistent. We're trying, We're trying to, to be a little bit more disciplined. Not necessarily with what we're talking no, about. No, that's okay though, because it's uh, <laughs> you know we're getting back yeah. after uh, after your break after that Batman thing. Which, by the way, I didn't level it or anything, and I thought it actually sounded yeah, it did sound pretty, pretty good. good, didn't it? Yeah. And that was like without any adjustment. Yeah, that was and good. I was going to try and do a bunch of stuff, and I listened to like. The ten minute mark, the twenty, the yeah. fifty, and I'm like, "Holy shit, I did that right this time!" <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. Bye. 
guy there. We're going to talk about that guy there. Is, guy I can't right see, now. but is my response to that guy there going to be, fuck that guy? It's probably going to be more of a Pat Robertson kind of thing. Virginia lawmaker, children with disabilities are God's punishment to women who previously had abortions. Who the fuck? Oh, don't they, even if that's what you believe. Yeah, you don't say that. That's like that's like what that's like what a fourth grader believes after they go to Sunday school, isn't it? I just, I just don't understand. These people are stupid. Do they really think that they exist in an environment or in an atmosphere where it's okay to say stuff like that? Not because it's right or wrong, but because do they not think they're going to get like looks from people? Like, did did you just say that? Hey, he's not talking about rape. All right. At least they moved away from rape. On Thursday, Virginia, surprise, state delegate Bob Marshall, Republican, (gasps) spoke at a press conference against state funding for Planned Parenthood. Surprise. He blasted the organization for supporting a woman's right to choose, saying that God punishes women who have had abortions by giving them disabled children. So how many how many abortions did Sarah Palin have? Really? I just really <laughs> the that's something that you 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 laugh about with your buddies in like you know your the Harvard Club or some wherever rich white guys hang out. That would you be know? um. Where is it? Where is it in Texas? Texas. That Rick Rick Perry has on Texas. It, on that rock there. Just Texas. Something something head ranch. The number of children who are born subsequent to a first abortion with handicaps has increased dramatically. Why? Because when you abort your firstborn of any, nature takes its vengeance on the subsequent children, said Marshall. That's what it is. A Republican. That's how it's written here. That's what it is. Nature will try to then shut down the progress of a species. Yeah. Nature is Jim Brown and Charles Bronson (laughs) out for revenge. In the Old Testament, the firstborn of every being, animal, and man was dedicated to the Lord. There's a special punishment Christians would suggest. What? Marshall is also fighting against health care reform, saying that Obamacare is trying to take, quote, your soul. Former Alaska governor. Wow, really? She's going to be in here with the handicapped children comment. Sarah Palin has been pushing back against high-profile figures and entities who have been attacking people with disabilities. Will she speak out against someone in her own party? That's a rhetorical question, because no, she won't. Uh, Kelly here in the comments says, I have a child with disabilities and never had an abortion. I think this guy needs his head examined. I also have two grandchildren with disabilities, and their mother never had an abortion either. My child is the oldest grandchild, uh, our, born, our firstborn children, so I don't think his logic works. Actually, no, just wait, wait, like stop for a second. Science. Can, can, can I just say that, quite frankly, hmm. her comment is as stupid <laughs> as his. Offering evidence to the contrary of something so fucking ridiculous is an absolute waste of time. Well, that's lady. like. That's like when you say, here is all the evidence for evolution. I just, you know, her spending this, her spending the time to go, no, 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 he's wrong because this, that, and the other thing. Mm -hmm. 
Why would you spend some kind of time just... Because she obviously has a little more class than to just say, fuck you, you fucking retard. Fucking... Because he would have come back with, shut up, you retarded Libby Libtard. Ah, uh, I just... Because you know... Fuck. You know what? Uh, hold on, I want to do a, a what quick... What is this thing in this magazine? Um, It's about homework. What about it? Well, there's people... Oh, fuck parents complaining about homework. That's exactly what it is. Let me read some of it. Yeah, please do. Because I've got kids. And me I've too. got kids in three my different kids, grades. My kids are starting school tomorrow, so I thought it would be good. They are probably not going to have homework. Oh, I know. I know. But I thought it was weird timing here. The uh, On Boston Parents, uh, the September 2012 edition, it says, Too much homework? Parents' complaints prompt changes. And the changes of the teachers now saying, fuck these stupid kids to fuck these stupid parents. <laughs> right? Most definitely. <laughs> um, does homework help or hurt? Parents' complaints prompt changes at many schools. Thank you. Uh, back to school for many families means one thing. Back to homework battles. After a summer off from the nightly grind of math worksheets and book reports, you and your child may be bracing for another year of tearful fits or late night cramming. I have Just a keep lot. going. Okay. I have a lot to say about but this. But the angst and debate over homework is also taking place on a much larger scale, with parents, educators, and advocates for children weighing in on the value of out-of-school assignments, questioning their usefulness, and asking how much is too much. A number of public school districts and private schools across the country, and that's why I thought it would be good because it's not just Boston, it's across mm-hmm. the country, have been reassessing their homework policies or even waiving homework in exchange for free reading time, as long as it's a social studies book. This summer, some 15,000 parents petitioned to the National PTA through the website www.change.org. Those were the 1,500 that knew how to spell their name. <laughs> um to adopt guidelines that say homework should be student-directed, useful, and limited to school days. The group is led by organizers behind the documentary Race to Nowhere, a film directed by mother and education activist Vicki Abeles, A-B-E-L-E-S, that examines the high-stress atmosphere in our schools. Would you like to start no, before we No, keep going. No, keep going. I'd like to hear about this high-stress environment there's in a, our schools. There's a bunch here, so... Uh, helpful or harmful homework is destroying our kids really mom Amy Jackson wrote as she signed the petition to the national PTA our kids need to come home and have family time play sports and just be kids not sitting down and I swear to god it says this wasting time doing busy work I've had it when it comes to my 6th grader having 3 hours of homework this is unheard of. And we have to ask, is our kids learning? Did she really say that? No. That would have oh been awesome. Because I'd be on Google trying to find this woman. I'd go to her house. Yeah. Alfie Cohn. It's an odd name. An outspoken opponent of the regular use of homework and grades. Regular use of homework and grades to okay. mark educational achievement agrees. There's far more homework being assigned over the last generation to far younger children, bullshit, says Cohn, the Boston-based author of The Homework Myth, Why Our Kids Get Too Much of a Bad Thing, and 11 other books challenging the current education system. 
competition, and the use of rewards. There's no good evidence for any homework. There's no good evidence for any homework, but that very concept makes people nervous. I don't know what the fuck that means. Well, I just... (laughs) Homework makes kids frustrated and exhausted, sets up conflict with the family. Doesn't have to. Takes away time from other things they like to do. Doesn't have to. Tough. That's the... Fuck you. And in most (laughs) cases, makes kids less excited about learning. All right. You know what? Here we go. Yeah. Like, of course, it's going to take them away from stuff they want to do. Of course it does. Welcome to life. Yeah. A, one fucking thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. But the thing is, though, in the classroom. Yeah. Okay. Quite frankly, they don't they they don't get enough time no. to practice. Right. Okay. My son has there's a reading of like a time like a, a like an amount of time that they're recommended to read. Okay? okay. My kids typically like blow that away because I'm sure, they love yeah. to read. Okay. He does math homework right. because it sort of reinforces stuff like in principles that they've done in 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 class. Yeah. And so it you go home and you practice it. Yes. Like you can't use you can't use that time in the classroom because the teachers don't have that kind of time. No, they have to teach you how to do it. Then they have you to go te- home and prove that you learned it. Right. <laughs> and but but the thing is though, homework is also the time for you to like to 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 do it on your own and mm-hmm. to make mistakes and yeah. sort of like sort of start wrapping your head around those concepts. Then you go yeah. in the next day and. Like, okay, this is now when, oh, okay, this is what happened right. with, with this one, okay? And then you, you're you getting that chance to practice, and then there's 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 a test, whether it's a classroom test, whether it's standardized mm-hmm. testing that everybody gets their panties in a bunch about, okay? Mm-hmm. You need to – they need a chance to practice this well, that's, stuff. Well, that's the interesting thing is, is – And you sixth say, grade, you that cunt that is complaining about, the, about sixth grade. Yeah. Sixth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, okay? Mm. That's when they start getting those study skills that they're going to need in high school and then in college. Yeah. Fuck you. You want to put sports ahead of education? All right? And if your kid... And there is no way... We've gotten notices home. If you're spending more than X amount of time on this, stop. Okay? Stop. Really? From the school? From the school. If if they're spending more than 30 minutes... On on this, okay, and they're you know, and they're it's not like like what Cole does. Cole take an hour to do his homework, but he'll sit there and he'll do two problems. He'll come in and play with Frankie for five minutes. Okay, all right. I'm not concerned about him with the problems. My concern with him is you need to focus, right? And right. I right. need you to do. It's kind of like when I'm when I'm trying to find an ending for the show, <laughs> and all of a sudden I'm reading about. Ink made right. from berries and so Guiana. yeah, like so. Cole's problem isn't Which the is, material. Which is a place I just made up. <laughs> Cole's problem isn't the material, right? It's his ability to like. I need you to stay, and I Which need is you to stay that focused. Comes, which is another benefit of doing exactly. Homework. He needs to do that because yeah. he needs to be able to stay on task, yeah. and do what he's doing. You know what's really funny? When I was in school, I I loved reading the books. I hated writing the book reports. You know what I do now? For fun, what movie reviews? Yeah, I know, right? It's like what the fuck, right? But so, but because I learned, you know, opening sentence, body, yeah, you learn that structure, and all that you, stuff. You I need can, that. I can write something that's more not as derivative as 
this was just like this movie and it sucked. And and Olivia, I mean, in the sixth grade, seventh, she had a lot of assignments. They were like, okay, this is due in like five weeks. Yeah. And yeah, a lot of, Olivia's, a lot of classes Olivia's, will give out a syllabus yeah. now for the whole semester. Olivia's big challenge for sixth grade was time management. Mm. Again, you know. Something I didn't learn no, until exactly. about 10 years ago. My, my <laughs> kids, you know, have very, have had very little problems with the material per se. Mm. Okay. Cole needs to focus. Right. Okay. Right. Um, Lily has had no problems so far. Mm. I mean, like first grade, she got hyper focused on like quality of work, okay. and that was frustrating her because it needed to quote unquote be perfect, like handwriting kind of St- stuff. Well, not yet. Handwriting starts now, oh. but she actually handwriting starts in third grade. But she already knows how to write in cursive because she learned it from her brother and sister. Nice. So she already, yeah, it's like she's ready for that. So, but um. But she had, I mean, there are other things that she needed to focus on. Mm. And Olivia was time management. And this year is another big sort of like, let's put those, the things that she learned in sixth grade into practice because the work is going to be a little bit more challenging. So right. now her, her, her time management skills are, are better than they were a year ago mm. because they need to be. Plus she's adding, she wants to take like a cooking class. Mm-hmm. She's, um, she's helping out more around the house. Mm. Okay. Um, so that's what you, that's what you get out of homework. You know, you, yeah. you, you well, need it, that it's because all you, school it's, it's what is, I'm, I'm sorry. What is, a kid's, a kid's job, quite frankly, is, is to, to have a good time mm. and, and to, to, to learn, to get an education. Your job is to go to school. That's what their job is. Yeah. You get two months off in the summer, but once mm. school starts, quite frankly, that is your quote-unquote job. And mm. mom and dad have a job, you know, theoretically or, or whatever. The, 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 every, like people mm-hmm. have jobs. Yeah. Your job is is this. Right. Okay. Right. And, and the thing, too, is it, it works out pretty well because if, like, you go to 8, kids start school at 8, right, theoretically, yeah. right? Kid gets out at 2.30. Like, oh, well, you don't have to do work when you get out of work. No, but I'm there for two and a half, three and a half hours longer than you are. Yeah. So that's your homework time. But but you know From what? When you get out to then, the, the, it, so the hours well, even it's out. It's not even that because I mean, you know, well, I've mean, gotten I mean, that argument. I've yeah. gotten that argument. And I've gotten – and I say, you know what, though? When, when I'm not at whatever job um, – my job and your mother's job, quite frankly, are you guys and this house. Yeah. So the job yeah. then becomes making sure that there are clothes, making sure that the house is in right. order, making sure that there's food on the table yeah. at a particular time, making sure that you're healthy and you have your doctor's appointments and all that kind of stuff. Right. So there is that. That job and all the stuff that you learned in school about time management and math with financial management and all that kind of stuff comes into play in your life. Yeah. Well, we've started with the girls already. We we we, we do, you know, we we talk about stuff. You know, like when we went to the zoo, we talk about why an animal does that, why whatever, you know. Yeah. And it's all just learning, and we keep them in this not constant state because they play and stuff. Right. But like when we watch. I don't know anything, right? And there's like, oh, that's like a sciencey thing. Or yeah. That's a history thing. There, we can talk about that. Or if I'm changing the channel and Mitt Romney's on, and I said that guy's running for president of the United States, he wants to take the job that that guy has right now. 
but I don't like that guy because I don't think he's going to make a good future for you guys. And like, oh, daddy, is they, he what we call an asshole? And they're four, but whatever. Yeah, you know. But um, when we were driving, we went to get them. They they they're like super nervous because all the kids that'll be at school, right? so they wanted new clothes. So we went and bought them an outfit. That was their idea, I think. Yeah. Or Ellen told me it was their idea, and it was really her idea because she's. You know. <laughs> but anyway. Driving home, I asked him, I'm like, so what is the most important thing? Why do you go to school? And Ripley said, because we had just talked about it, she said, to make friends. I'm like, good, that's a good reason, but that's not the most important reason. And so we, we talked about it a little bit more. And I said, the most important reason is so that you can learn something every day. Yeah. So you can learn, because the most important thing in life, no matter what, is you have to be smart. And it's not going to be a pressure thing. We're right. not going to push it on them. But it was not my parents' fault, but we never talked about it. I was to do your homework. Yeah. You have to do it. Get it done. Read this book. I had help with projects and yeah. stuff here and there, you know, every time. Because, um, like, I couldn't type on that cast iron typewriter that yeah. we had because my fingers were too small. But it's... um. It was just schools. Your job is to go to school, so shut up and you know you do do that. But I think that there's there's a better way to encourage learning and show that it's from everything you can learn from from everywhere. Like um, I got those three figures there: the the Savage Oppressed, Dark yeah. Maul with the robot legs, and um, what's her face there, Mother Talzin. And, um, um, I think Darth Maul looks like a really, really, really pissed off Mr. Tumnus. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we were we were talking about Darth Maul. Nova and I were talking about him and how he got cut in half. Because we, we saw Phantom Menace. We went and saw yeah. that in the theater when it was out. Oh, and by the way, uh, Clones and Sith will be out next year. Yeah. Both of them. Yeah, that's good. We get those out of the way. and Yeah. Get I'm most ones. interested to see Sith. And the, the asteroid chase scene. In, uh, yeah, that's true. In uh, what's it called there? Clones. But um, we talked about it and how you know why he had a spider body, you know, in the, in the cartoon, and right. and it's just talking about stuff, and they can they can take their preconceived notion of stuff and say it out loud, and then we can discuss it because kids form their own opinions based on what little knowledge they have of right. the world, exactly, and you have to expand on it. What are these ass clowns suggesting? Take the place of homework. Okay, so let's see. Homework makes kids frustrated. Did I read that part? Yeah. And exhausted and sets up a conflict. Uh, everyone knows that. But Oh, it, makes it, kids less excited about learning. Everyone knows that. We just think the advantages outweigh the disadvantages. The surprising fact is that it's all pain and no gain. Now here's the next paragraph. Not so counters Duke University psychology professor Harris Cooper... <laughs> a renowned researcher on the effects of homework. Thank you, Dr. Cooper. <laughs> While his work is frequently quoted by both homework detractors, such as Cohn and supporters, as justification for their arguments, Cooper says the truth lies somewhere in the middle. There is research, support for homework, but only in moderation, says Cooper, of the battle over homework, common ground for administrators, teachers, and parents. That is especially true in the earlier grades. Cooper supports the 10-minute rule, which advises 10 minutes of homework a night multiplied by the child's grade level. That's pretty much, yeah. That sounds good, right? 
Thus, a first grader would have 10 minutes of homework per night, probably, you know, vocabulary words, right? right? Math. Uh, yep. Um, of course, if it was like algebra, then that's two hours <laughs> for me because I, I didn't have teachers that explained it particularly well because they had their this day I do this, this day yeah. I do this, and we go through it. And if you asked a question, you were told, look at it, it's on the board. Awesome. That's a terrible way to teach. Yes. I already, I already explained that. I'm just my parenting skills come from everything that I know didn't work for me. <laughs> um, let's see, a second grader, twenty minutes of homework. A homework would increase by grade level up to two hours for a high school senior. Okay, I w- I could even see two hours for a sophomore. Yeah, that would be fine, especially if you're taking AP classes. I think then that's two, twenty yeah. minutes per class. But that I'll tell you that like ten minutes per grade. Cole's in the fifth grade. Mm. That fifty minutes. Yeah. So. He'll that his math if he sat there and did it all at one shot would take Mm. him ten minutes to do. Okay, that other forty minutes he'll read twice that. Yeah, before he goes to sleep, like like he'll go up probably between eight eight fifteen. He'll go up to his room Mm. and he'll read for over an hour. That's good. And then it's that's like, good. It's it's not easy for to get kids to want to read. Yeah, and it doesn't matter what he reads, does it? No, I think he's reading... What's he reading now? He's reading Inkheart now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ellen liked those books. Yeah. She re- pre-reads everything. Olivia's reading we, uh... Rumblefish. No. Oh. Yeah, she just read The Outsiders as her summer reading, and she really liked it. So I'm like, oh, you should read the other really great one by S.E. Hinton and read Rumblefish. And then you all watch The Warriors and yeah, round I know, it all right? out, right? Oh, <laughs> finish it off. Or The Last Dragon. That'd be a good one, right? <laughs> but, <laughs> Show um, enough. I don't know what Lily's reading these days. I got this book. I was, um, I feel kind of shitty for doing this, but not really. I was in a, I was in a bookstore in Cape May, and um, it was one of those no discount type books bookstores. Yeah. And they had um, this Star Wars book called X Wing Mercy Kill, and it's the first X Wing novel in like fifteen years or so. And the X Wing series is hands down my favorite of all of the Star Wars books they've put out. More than the the Thrawn books or the Jedi Academy or any of the new stuff, which I haven't really got that much into. But this is 30 years after the last book. Um, and the shelf price for it, un, un, unmarked down, was $27. I'm like, that is way too much for a book that could be iffy. Yeah. So I looked on Amazon, standing in front of the book rack. Oh, yeah. And it was fifteen ninety nine. Prime. It was, now, did you look at iBooks to see no, if you could have got? No, because right. I'll put it up with the rest of them up yeah. there once I'm done. All I need, actually, for for my book collection to feel complete to me is a hardcover of um, the first book in the Thrawn trilogy, Last Command. I think it is. I lent it to somebody. I can't find a single yeah. copy anywhere. Um, but it was. It, I, we went to Cape May on Tuesday. We came back Wednesday. It was waiting on my doorstep when I came home on Wednesday. Oh, that's cool. So, I felt kind of shitty doing that in the bookstore. Why? But that was uh, twelve dollars. But cheaper. you know what? That, quite frankly, is that's quite that's f- progress. I'm not gonna. I'm you not know? gonna buy a book from a tourist town because uh, it's it, in Cape May. It's this three blocks of shopping. Like yeah. cobblestone fountain. We're gonna get shit all from, nice all, from all the, the the people about you know little mom and pop stores. Probably, 
Probably. And but you know what? If it was a paperback, it's a hardcover. It was a paperback yeah. for like ten bucks. I would have bought it on the spot. But it's one of those things where, and you probably could have downloaded it because I've done that. I could have downloaded it for free. Probably, yeah. And I probably will have been able to get the audiobook version, which I probably will get one way or another to add to the other ones in the series. Because I've read the other series probably six times, and it's six or seven books, I think. I can't remember. Uh, One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. It's nine books, if that stack is correct over there. And I've probably listened to the audiobooks from being at Lowe's through AMC to the right. museum now. Probably listen to it the same amount as I've read it. Wow. I, that's how much I like them. And it, they, they're, since there's so many of them, it's not like, you know, like yeah. like a three-book series. Like, like, I don't know. Whatever. Twilight. I don't know. <laughs> Fuck those guys. Um, so what are these homework assholes? Okay. The National PTA and National Education Association are the nation's largest teachers' unions endorsed, endorsed the 10-minute rule in the mid-1990s, but it is not widely followed. Cooper believes that out-of-school practice on tasks such as spelling words, math facts, or foreign language can make a difference in student achievement, even for children as young as second grade. He also believes... Especially foreign language. How the fuck is a kid supposed to excel in a foreign language without practicing? And honestly, I, I, you should start kids on foreign languages as early as possible. Yeah. Which I wish I Yeah, oh, Olivia's, Olivia's taking Mandarin. Really? Right now, yeah. Nice. Nice. That must be difficult because there's no correlation. There's no, like, like yeah, she's, root language she's between it, the two. It's interesting. Nice. Uh, he also believes that homework helps children to develop good study habits and to become independent learners. But he acknowledges that the correlation between homework and achievement is minimal in elementary school. It increases in middle school and is highest in high school, although the effects level off after a certain amount of time on task. But that's the thing. But the point is that like, if they're not getting into that habit and they're not developing, it's not even so much like the skills that they're practicing – I mean, which are important, mm-hmm. okay? It's like I said about Cole. It's not so much about the math with him because right. he's fine with the math, right. okay? It's that, you know what? Let's stay on task. Stay yeah. in your chair. I got to tell him to stay in his chair, you know, during dinner. Yeah. You well, know? it's one of those things, too, where the older you get, the easier it is to grasp. If I finish this now, I'm done with it for the day. Right. I don't have to drag it out. It's like I... I, I have used that a lot when I have to go to the dentist. Mm. Oh, I could cancel the appointment and set it up for a couple of weeks later, or I could just, just fucking done with go it. and yeah, and then I'm done with it for six months, or I could just drag yeah. it out and worry about it. It's so, and then that actually helps me get a lot of stuff done. It's like oh, I could sit here and play Gears of War, or I could vacuum, or you know, mow the lawn, or whatever, and have the rest of the day to myself because it's only ten o'clock. But this, I mean, they need. And this yeah. stuff about it causing problems in the family. Oh, fuck that. Well, here we go. Guidance. Well, let me finish this bottom part here. Uh, uh, let's see. Although the effects level off after a certain amount of time on task at about 90 minutes for middle school students and two hours for high school students, according to some studies. Okay. Uh, guidance for frustrated parents. And I think that you have to, as a parent, have to have a good frame of mind 
for school and for homework. Yeah, you've got to you got to set the tone. It's just put, like when put, there's put all of your past experience bullshit aside. Right. I was picked on. I wasn't I wasn't popular. Homework was tough. Math is hard. Your kids don't need to know that. Right. My kids aren't going to know that I had a hard time with algebra because I didn't give a shit. Um until they graduate. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> So let's see. If you believe that your child is receiving more homework than he can reasonably handle, talk to his teacher. Don't don't do that. Let them do the homework, I think. I think that I mean you could definitely what is talk too to much? the teacher. What are we what are we talking about? What see, I don't know. I mean cuz cuz I don't know anybody else's kid. Yeah. Okay. Well, for for pick one of your children and tell me okay. what too much would be. Too much would be, I think he does one sheet of 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 math. A night now. Okay, yeah. Um, I would think that for him now, if there was... And, and so he's supposed to read every night mm. and do that one sheet of math. Okay. Okay? Um, I think that... Because he's going to read anyways at right. night. I actually wouldn't mind having one other type of... Almost like a worksheet type of thing for him to do in a different subject. Mm. Whether it be social studies or, yeah. or something like that. I wouldn't mind that. More okay. than a second worksheet type of thing to do, mm. I think would be too much. Okay. That's just that's just me. And I'm not saying that I want to push my kid or anything because, like I said, he could blow through that math in 10 minutes, do another – he could be done with the actual sitting and right. doing homework in a half an hour. Yeah. Get on yeah. with his life and then after dinner, whatever, you go read. Right. I'd be perfectly fine with that and I don't think that's being – unreasonable at draconian so um so yeah that's kind of where i would be on what would be too much i know in sixth and seventh grade we had english math social studies science yeah am i missing one those are those are the main four right something like that yeah and it would be read chapter seven, answer the five questions at the end. Yeah. Read chapter four, answer the five questions at the end. Yeah. For the science stuff, I would just read the questions, answer the questions, because I liked science yeah. a lot. And then I would just go back and check and make sure that I was good. You know, it's like name three kinds of rocks, you know, uh, punk, metal, and hardcore. And then I would go back in the chapter yeah. and where it says rocks, I would just check and make sure that was good. Because I've already read it, right. <laughs> you know. Um, social studies, it was all you know, three branches of whatever. Because yeah. it was always easy stuff. It wasn't all. It wasn't essay questions, you know. No, they were like uh, little it, it, there was, short answer type of thing. There was never, you know, uh, compare and contrast Machiavelli to. <laughs> oh no! Could you explain the agrarian. Why is system? Istanbul not Constantinople? Noble. Exactly. Um, <laughs> But it wasn't. It wasn't like if I sat and did it. Yeah, I would be done. Right. It's just one, two, so, three, four, five. Bang. What are they saying about? Okay. So if your child is constantly struggling, the teacher may be willing to make accommodations from setting time limits for at-home assignments to reducing the workload. I don't ever want my kids to be on one side or the other of your mom had to blank. But I'll tell you that there's a. There's a flip side to that because you know your kid. We every like at the beginning, like at the at the end of every year, we yeah. kind of look at who the teachers are for the next grade, mm -hmm. and you get to know teachers. Yeah, and there are definitely teachers that are better for your kid than others. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So and that 
that makes a difference. Right. Okay. So, um, Lily, not so much. Um, Cole, um, yeah, it's it's made a difference because there have been some teachers that if he had had them, he would not have been as successful. It's not like the teachers okay. are easy, but it's like a it's like a teaching style or a personality kind of thing gotcha. that um, he just works better with. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, whereas some of his friends would do you know have done fine with right. that particular teacher. So um so that type of you know parent going in and advocating I I have no problem with that. Yeah. Um, well I, it, it to me if, if I'm thinking about when I was in school I wouldn't want anybody to know. Well, no one you necessarily know? no one right, necessarily right. would. I mean it's it's a it's a weird thing cuz like J- Julie and I are in the school all the time. Yeah, so you're, you, have so you have a different you have a different relationship. There yeah. is sort of you know. But a for me thing. to show up and be like, my kid has too much homework. Rah, rah, rah. But the thing is, though, I mean, but see, but there's another thing. Yeah. Like, if you're if if you're a a, a presence in the school mm. and and we've we've tried to never have like a like a us versus them kind of thing right. because. They all want the same thing, okay? They all yeah. want your kids to be successful. Yeah. Nobody goes into teaching to, like, you know, Get fuck rich. over kids, okay? <laughs> yeah. You know, nobody's going, you know, trying to trick them, yeah. okay? So if you go in there with that, with that, you know, with that approach, it's like, look, we're on the same side here. Mm. We just we just want them to do well, right. okay? And working with the teachers, um, we found that to be really, really very successful mm. um we know the administrators we just right and it's not it's not like kiss assy politicking kind of thing it's just we're just we're just super involved right you know um so like when when things have happened in school mm. it's good to know the teachers the teachers get to know you the teacher knows your kid right you know right. There was a couple of years ago when Cole was in the first grade and he punched that kid in the face because yeah. he was being a dick. Right. Okay. His kindergarten teacher like saw him in the office and was like, what are you doing here? And, and he popped his collar and said, yeah, I'm a badass. You know, I, you know, I kicked <laughs> Matthew's ass, you yeah. know, but she was like, what? Yeah. And, um, but and, you also have a small, like small town kind of thing going on there where, you know, most of the parents. We know, yeah, we do. But I mean, here it's, I'm not sure how it's going to work because we're but I'll we're tell you, bigger. Before, but, but you know what though, it's a neighborhood school, so the people who are yeah, going, I don't know kids, anybody who are going to the school, but you will. We didn't know yeah. anybody until we started sending the kids to okay. school. It was it was really crazy, and then mm. like Olivia was in the second grade, Cole started kindergarten, and then by the end of that year, mm. then you realize. That th- then you 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 start to know people. Uh, okay, you, you know what I mean. Yeah, because uh, we really didn't. Because we, you know, Julie, we Julie did a lot of the homeschooling right, um, up right. until Olivia went to the second grade. Mm. So I mean, they would like see kids at the park and stuff like that. Yeah, and uh, some kids would remember. Oh yeah, I remember seeing Olivia at the park when when you were homeschooled and you know stuff like that. Um, yeah. So once you start getting there, you're gonna you're gonna start. You know, you'll meet parents of. Kids, your friends become you yeah. know, your kids become friends with, you know. And Which it's I'll, like, I'll be honest, I'm kind of dreading that whole why. Part of but it. that's but that's you know what though because you know how much I like meeting people. new people, right? Exactly, not other people. Just it's the <laughs> meeting them in the awkward stage of, you know, it's like 
it's 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 a less intense like like first date kind of situation when two couples meet each other for the first time. But you know what's great though? You've got that built-in something to talk about. There is about. that. Yeah. There's that built-in something to talk about. Yeah. You've got your kids to talk about. And That's true. and you've got twins. You guys are weird. So, yeah. I mean, oh, well, yeah. Right? I mean, like in my town where there's 14 sets of twins. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just like twins are no big deal. It's funny people people still they're like I don't know how you do it. I'm like how'd you do it with one? Yeah. They're like uh well it just you just did what you had to do. I'm like well yeah, we exactly. have two. We never started with one. Yeah, you didn't know it's the like difference. It's like being born blind. Else. That's just yeah. the way it is. And people look at you funny when or if I know I can like legitimately freak somebody out, I can say, "You know the the conjoined twins who are joined at the side of the skull?" And that's the only life they've ever known. Yeah. It's like that. That's like having twins. <laughs> it's like being conjoined by the head. So, <laughs> but, um, but, but talking to the teachers and stuff yeah. like that, and teachers are always... But you know what's even better? Let's bypass the whole teacher-student relationship. Yeah. Make your kids as smart as possible before they go to school. Well, yeah. I mean, Today, there's a lot you can do before they walk in the door. You would be proud of this conversation that we had with the girls today. Because we talked about the difference between good and well, mm-hmm. but what stuck was hard and difficult. Ah. Because that is a huge thing. And once you know that um, objects are hard, things, situations are difficult, right. once you know the difference between that, when somebody says, um, you know, when they use the word good, yeah, uh, I mean, I mean, oh, this good, is well. hard. Uh, yeah, when they, when they say this, I'm doing math and it's hard. Math is hard. No, math is an intangible, abstract thing. It is neither hard nor soft. It's difficult, right? <laughs> and that kind of stuck with them today. You know, you know the best the best example of good versus well. That's the one I used with them today. Did you? Yeah, yeah. I said so. Unless you're out there saving the world from Lex Luthor. <laughs> you are not doing good. So if you're if you are out donating food to a homeless shelter, you are doing good. If somebody says, "What are you doing?" you can say, "I am doing good today." If they ask, "How are you doing?" you are well. Yes. Because it's little stuff like that. And then we'll get into your favorite. <sighs> 10 items or fewer. I fucking like that. Oh. We'll get to that later, but it's but like to get into kindergarten, they have to be able to it's like count to five, know yeah. their first name and last name, name some colors and shapes. Yeah. They can tell you the street my cousin lives on and in what city in Pennsylvania. Right. Like when we went down to, you know, we told them where we were going and the name of the hotel we right. were in and they remembered. So like if they got separated from us, they could say Armada and yeah. they could have taken them to the, they knew the room number that my parents were in. They could dial the phone. They're four. Right. And they can... They can write their first names. Good. That that I think is above and beyond their pay grade. They're in good shape. So it's it's little stuff like that. And like we watched Galaxy Quest and we talked about um magnets and black holes and aliens and holographic projectors and you just talk to your kids. Yeah. It's absolutely amazing. I saw the video of the of the little like three year old that could recite the periodic table. 
They will know whatever you teach them. We used to have a um, like a Halloween skeleton hanging on yeah. my door. You remember that? Oh, yeah. With all the bones on it. They still and want they one, could... <laughs> and we haven't got to that yet. They could name the bones. Yeah. So you, Whatever you can teach your kids, they will I mean, know. come on. You remember my house. It looked like a freaking preschool for a long yeah. time. Yeah, but you know what? Yeah. The, totally the res- worth Look it. at the results. Uh, Nova came in today and she found the top of the Epson printer. And after she said, wow, it's really dusty. I'm like, what do you want? We've been gone for a week and a half. She uh, said, N-O-S-P-E. I said, you, you did that backwards because it was sideways. Yeah. And she spelled it the other way. And I'm like, there you go. What does it say? <laughs> she says, I don't know. I can't read. I'm like, all right. Fair enough. <laughs> so back off, motherfucker. Uh, I but, got the letters. But like, I've been, I've been teasing them with stuff. Like, oh, you could read this comic book. This Kung Fu Panda comic book, if you if you knew how to read. Do you want to learn how to read? Not yet. Okay. <laughs> That's something that like I don't want to push on them. Yeah. I don't want them to be frustrated or pissed off. Right. What they will do, though, is memorize the story yeah. when it's being told to them, and then they pretend to read. Yeah. Cole did a lot of that. But like Nova can recognize her name. On the giant Wildwoods sign, it says Wildwoods. Big, yeah. like, cutout letters that, that they shine lights on and everything. It was done by a group called Nova Signs. So I said, hey, go over there and look down at the bottom. And she went over and she said, that's my name. She can read her name. Good. She just hasn't got it in her head that, you know, memorizing how a word looks. Because really, that's what we do. We don't sound words out when we right. read them. We memorize the order of the letters. Yeah. And it's it's really weird. Like, when I read this stuff out loud, I'm just saying the words. It's like, you know, instant recognition. But I'll tell you what was really interesting when Julie was teaching Olivia how to read. Mm. Um, when after there'd be that, that sort of recognition of a particular word, yeah. then she would you know, sort of break it up and say why certain sounds come out this way and why certain things are. And it was really, really interesting because I just never, I would, I'm terrible with grammar. Okay. I really, really, I really am. I can't, if I, whenever I had to sort of deconstruct a sentence in in school, could not do it. Oh, can you tell me the 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 gerund or whatever? I never no. knew what that was. Me, I have to this day. I have no idea. I could the do... nominative case. It, no, I guess I guess I could get up to the algebraic part of deconstructing a I sentence, like could... adverb, adjective, what modifies what. Yeah, I you know past, present, future. Horrible. Use I learned of comma. I learned more about that stuff when I was learning German. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because it would be like, oh, well, in English, it's like this. I'm like, oh, is that what that means? <laughs> yeah, but I yeah. am, I am, but it would frustrate the hell out of my English teachers, mm. like going through high school, because I could write beautifully. Yeah. I'm a decent because you, writer. you intuitively knew because, how it was supposed to be. Because I'm a very, um, I'm a very oral learner. Mm. <laughs> you got yeah, yeah. to be blowing me to teach me something. Yeah. So, um, well, you learn best when it's pleasurable. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, for me, a lot of times it would be, you know, you take you take one of these tasks and be like, well, just this, just this sounds right. Yeah. This this sounds right. Like the show I read stuff. Yeah, and and I read a lot. So. Mm. Just sort of knowing how language was supposed to sound really yeah. really worked. For me, I yeah, I had a problem like that with with math. It was like fractions, multiplying, dividing, doing all that with fractions, and I would just look at it, and I would know, oh, that's 
two and three fourths yeah. or whatever. And I, I would get it wrong because I didn't show my work. And it's yeah. like, why fuck it is what it is. But I knew what it was. The work yeah. all just flashes by in your head. And it's like, bang, you know, it's that that's what it is. It's like when you're watching a movie and you're like, why does this suck? Oh, and like 80 reasons pop yeah. into your head. You don't have to sit there with a with a checklist and go, is it the lighting? Did they lock down right. the camera? Is, is it the Dutch angle that they've used for the 50th time? There's um, um, there's some George Carlin stuff on Pandora where he takes certain words that people consistently mm, misuse and say, yeah. this is the right way. This is what this really means. Speaking of Pandora, I was actually going to text you mm. while you were away. Um I started listening to uh, I, I set up a uh, a Dennis Miller oh. channel. You know what though? Yeah. If you listen to his stuff from like like the early nineties, yeah, you'd be surprised at how agreeable he can kind of be. I, well, that's the thing. I used to like him. Yeah, and then, and then he, then he got lost super, his mind. He got super right wing. Yeah, um, I don't. But, I don't mean to say that right wing people have lost their minds, but he's. He's out there. Yeah, he's he's pretty right. Um, capital R, right? Yeah. So um, not correct. Exactly. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, God! All this grammar talks—it's making me difficult. Oh, so right. So, uh, <laughs> so, so I, I said, Nova, what type of objects can you name that are hard? And she said, a rock. I said, very good. What else? And she said. Dead quiet for like a good fifteen seconds because you know she's thinking. Yeah. Because there's like an infinite number of choices. Yeah. And she said, "A different rock." <laughs> yes, that is correct. Nice job. That's right. And Ellen just started laughing, and she's trying to do that muffled laugh in the car. And uh, I said, "All right, name something different." And she said, "A different rock," because she knew at that point. Yeah. She had us because she was. She was making us laugh. So I disagree with this homework. Well, hold on. Let's, uh, let's take a break. Oh, okay. And uh, we'll go through this quick checklist thing here. Just let it get you. 
Okay. So we're back on the homework debate here at the Are You Serious podcast. Yes. What's um, it say? Well, you know, there's more actually to the article. Well, read that thing about what parents can do. Okay. Um, this is the guidance for frustrated parents that we've kind of read a little bit of yeah. and, and have gone in and out of. It says, meantime, challenge success. Stanford University School of Education project that advocates for positive change in the education system offers these tips for parents. So it's not just like the author came up right. with this shit. Act as cheerleaders, not homework police. That seems self-evident yeah. after it's said out loud, right? Yeah. Provide necessary supplies and express interest, but let the teacher intervene if the child regularly fails to finish homework or do it correctly. There you go. When scheduling after-school activities, keep in mind your child's homework load. Yep. You know, they, I had a paper route and Little League, which kind of sort of yeah. didn't interfere with it, but like um, if I didn't finish my homework and deliver the papers on time, we didn't go see Return of the Jedi. All my shit got well, done. Well, like perfect example. The other day, Cole's Cole's got a friend, and the friend's sister is a friend of Lily's. Hmm. So um, they were invited to go out on a boat oh. with their parents, and they have some lobster traps set out there. So they were going to go and pull in the lobster traps. Okay. And the first question was, "What's your homework situation?" Right. Lily had none. Okay. And, um, Cole, Cole said, I just have to have a math paper. Can I do it when I get home? Mm-hmm. And Julie was just like, well, yeah, it's got to get done. And he came home, and he was tired because he'd been... Like, right, because the sun and, sucks it right out and, of you. Um, he, and uh, he also needed to take a shower. And, oh, yeah. Um, so he goes... Right, so he took a shower. He goes, I'm really tired. And I said, well, now you need to balance because yeah. you're going to go up and read. You're probably going to fall asleep reading. Mm. Uh, but you need to decide, do you want to be tired doing your homework now or do you want to be tired doing it tomorrow morning before school? And he goes, all right, I'll just crank this out. Yeah. <laughs> and he went and he sat down. and I Did, did he go he straight just, through the whole yeah, thing? Yeah, he did. I think yeah. he was actually just too tired to get up and do anything else. <laughs> but he did it. He brought it out. I said, that was great. Good. He sat for the whole thing. And he, he could have a restful night of sleep not worrying about having to do it in the morning. Yeah. And, yeah. He, and, and I also said, look, um, I know you went through this kind of quick. Hmm. Double check this one. Check the math on that one. Yep. And go through in anything that doesn't immediately look like a number to anybody else but you. <laughs> fix. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because he gets a little messy. Okay. Because he's a 10-year-old boy and he writes with his feet. Yeah. So um, so, so he's he went you. Through. Yeah. <laughs> so he, um, he corrected the one that he missed. And it's so funny because you hear him. He's in the other room. He's just like. Oh, duh, you know, yeah. and then he, um, and then he neatened up some stuff mm-hmm. and he went to bed. I Good. don't even think he read for 10 minutes before he crashed. Nice. So, but that's always the thing. It's just like, what's, what's the homework situation? That's, yeah. that's the deal. Yeah. You know, it's cause they know. And again, it has to, you got to build that in. That's the, that's the priority. You mm-hmm. know, when we, because of my work schedule now, and, you know, because I've got the two other after-school programs going now. Right. Olivia's home with them a little bit, so they're home together. Okay. Um, so with Julie just right around the corner. Mm. So um, it's all about you need to get your homework done. Yeah. Um, you have chores. Mm. I mean, that's 
you know, and then that's enough to keep them us, busy and that's, not yeah for the, up hour, the yeah. hour and a half or whatever it is oh. before I get home. You you say that like so. like any one child couldn't destroy oh, the house. Me. Oh yeah, <laughs> but you know what? The mine are old enough that I can just go. Okay, now fix it. See, I was the only one for you know eight years, and yeah. if, if they went out and I was home by myself. Fuck it! I had like waffle <laughs> ice cream shit. all all afternoon long. So waffle, cinnamon and toast, cinnamon and sugar, blah, 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 yeah. and then I never gained any weight till I hit twenty five. So, but um, um, all right, what do we got here? That was uh, scheduling. Um, it says work with your child to determine a schedule that allows for homework, studying, adequate sleep, and play. <laughs> Bless you. Guess what? That was gonna. That one was sneaking up on me. I could feel it for a while. Uh, recognize that children have different learning and work styles. Some kids can get it all done at once. Others need breaks. We've gone yep. over that, I think. Uh, some like quiet spaces while others prefer music. Discuss with your child what works best for her. Advocate for better homework policy. Start by communicating with your own child's teacher. And let children make mistakes and experience successful failures. I don't think I like that term, but let's see what it means. But you know what it is? I think that's homework is practice. Yeah. Okay. Homework if I had is, a homework is the place of, to get it to get it wrong. And if I had a thought of, of homework as practice, I probably would have put more time in on yeah, on the math because on it algebra. doesn't need to be the homework. I mean, it should be right because it shows that you're learning and stuff oh, yeah. like that. But it it gives the teacher feedback and and making sure they're getting stuff across because you get right. you know more than half your class coming back and, and, and not getting this concept, it's like, all right, I gotta get to work on that. So Yeah. Well it's interesting. They say uh help your kids organize their work but regularly rescuing them may hinder their resilience. And we've seen that with yeah. an entire generation of kids that were babied way too much. Oh, they, yeah. You know, get an alligator or a smiley face for a grade. You know, no red pens, everybody gets a ribbon, right. that kind of bullshit. That doesn't work. No. If my if my kids' school started that, I would be the most vocal I have ever been in my life. And everybody that just heard no. that, that knows me, said, oh, oh shit. God help me. I am glad I don't work for that school. But another plus, too, is I think with, with, the, with the school they'll go into for kindergarten is all of the teachers that I had that were all old teachers, yeah. they're gone. Yeah, so it'll be teachers around our age or yeah. possibly younger. So they'll be more accessible. I think if I went, if we had kids 10, 15 years ago, yeah. instead of, you know, when we did, I think with some of the teachers that were there when we were there that had us yeah. as students, I think that would be way more intimidating. That'd be weird. But to see somebody, at, like when um, uh, one of our art teachers from high school, she retired and went away and we, there was a small party for her that we were invited to. Some of the teachers were actually right around our age or just out of college right. with, with their teaching degrees. And it was nice because you could ask them the questions you've always wanted to know, like, how many kids do you hate? And all of them. But well, well, over the summer when we had working for us at our little summer program, mm. um, the woman who is Lily's teacher. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> hanging out with her all summer, it's, it's, it, it was a little... It was fun. It yeah. was really cool. Um, but then you'd like make a reference, and she's like, I, I, I don't know what that is. It's just oh. like, oh, that's right, because you're 24. Right, right. See, to me, hanging out with a teacher is, is as awkward as like hanging out with a priest. Yeah, because they have this, this, <laughs> it's this like, weird... It's like, what, what can I talk about? 
Well, that's the thing. But I'll tell you, by the end of the by the end of the three weeks that she was working with us, it yeah. was it was far easier because we would just hang out. Yeah, you know, and it was and it was fun, and mm. you know, she and I would give each other shit the whole day long. It was great. Right. So that was our summer hanging with, uh, you know, the teacher. Nice. You want to finish this up and then we'll do uh, feedback? Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, is there really too much? Cooper is not convinced that the amount of homework assigned to children has gone up substantially over the years. Parents, he says, have been bemoaning homework for the last century. <laughs> but, you know, but, but you know what it is, though? I also think that what comes into play is a, a very... I don't know the the, the overscheduling of kids because yes. there's yes. there's um, go ahead and say it's soccer. There's well, there's <laughs> soccer, there's sports, whatever. <laughs> yeah, but I just think that you know what scheduling if kid, play dates. If you're yeah, uh. well, if you're get used to that because remember, remember this. Remember running down the street on your bike, running up to somebody's house, going, "Hey, hey, is uh, Tommy? Can Tommy come out and play?" Yeah. Nobody does that shit anymore. No, because then they'll say, well, do you have an appointment with Tommy? When was the last time you saw Tommy? Mm. Um, Are you on Tommy's VIB list? Let me check here. So, but I think that um, th- there's a, there's an overscheduling, and that's yeah. that's part of the problem, too. And plus kids it go to... It seems to be like that's, that's kind of being moved away from... Well, kids also go to, like, after-school programs, yep. you know, because parents work, which is right. a reality. That's fine. So sometimes kids aren't getting home till like, 5 or 6 o'clock. Okay. And, you know, then it's like the homework. I know that there's an after-school program that happens at the elementary school in my town. Hmm. And they'll go out. They'll do stuff. You know, they'll, like, go out in the park, like, the, the, the playground and stuff like that. Okay. And then they'll come in and they'll do, like, homework and stuff like that because it takes place in the library. Okay. Uh, or or some of the kids come to, like, enrichment programs like right. mine. Um, so, but still, those, those kids aren't getting out of there till five, five thirty, whatever. So then they're getting home, and then it's dinner. So if they still have homework to do, yeah, you can see it's going to be like seven thirty, eight o'clock yeah, before you know they're even I'm, starting. I'm trying to think, like we in high school, like all four years I was in high school, I played lacrosse. So yeah. in the spring, or in the very late winter, even we would start practice. I would get home; it would be dark. So yeah. in the spring, we're talking, what, five, six o'clock. I would still do my homework, yeah. eat, watch TV, play video games, and go to sleep. Yeah. But you can also, one, you're directing yourself more. Two, um, you're not going to bed at eight o'clock at night. You're probably no, going like to 10, bed at like 10, 11, 11 o'clock 12. at night. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I slept for four hours. So, yeah. So, But that's, you know, that, that's me. That's what I could adjust to. Um, let's see. Challenge Success, a nonprofit group at the Stanford University School of Education, recently reviewed the body of research on homework and found that the data on the effects of homework time is inconclusive. But anecdotally, many parents say the homework their kids are doing is doing is excessive and takes a toll. Homework is a huge thing in our house, says Mom Elizabeth Terry. My eight-year-old is in third grade and probably has at least an hour and a half of homework a night. That's bullshit. Which includes reading time. Oh, that includes reading time. So that right there is like 25 to 35 minutes right there. But uh, an hour and a half. Yeah. That's I mean, an hour and a half. If it's an hour and a half of straight academic homework, that's too much but for, that's also for an, a third grader. How much of that yeah. is reading time? This says it includes how reading time. How much of that? How? How much of that is 
the kid not doing the work. Yeah. That's not, I guarantee you, I 95% guarantee you, that the kid is not studiously sitting down at the desk in their room just writing and reading constantly. No, I. There's cell phone. There's video games. There's Facebook, Wikipedia. Yeah. You st- everybody. Everybody starts looking up something on Wikipedia and ends up a cannibalism at one point or another, which is so weird. <laughs> um, let's see. My son is in fifth grade. Has a minimum of two and a half hours of homework with reading time included. How much of that? Well, how much your are they kid needs that, to learn how to read faster. Well, how much of that is reading time? They're not saying how much their kid is no, reading. No. Uh, plus, both are working. Where do on they a go to pro- school? It doesn't say. Plus, both are working on a project of some sort that always drags homework out longer. She says kids have way too much homework. I am willing to bet too that the parents' attitude towards the homework poisons the kids' ability to do it. Uh, Lori Harris, a Boston area mom of two, finds that some homework is meaningful and can help children plan and organize. But she too says the amount of work is excessive. Worse, she says, teachers often don't coordinate with each other so homework projects and tests can pile up at the same time. Here's the thing about life. You're, if, if you work in an ad agency, your, your business partners aren't going to be considerate of what you have going on. Also, also like, what, what grade was she referring to? They don't confirm uh, stuff it like says that. Mother of two. Okay, so here's the thing: That's if it's it. different teachers for different classes, mm-hmm. that puts that kid in at least middle school, if not high school. Okay, by then, mm. by then, it shouldn't matter what teachers are giving well, their, their kids for high school. Well, in sixth and seventh grade, that's middle school. They switch oh, classes. They have different teachers, right? That's right. So, See, we had junior high. Right, I'm, exactly. I'm still. I'm not of the middle school age. Yeah. So. so um, I wasn't either. Sixth grade was still elementary, and then yeah. I did seventh, seventh and eighth was in junior high. Eighth we did in junior high, and we were the first freshman class of the high school. Okay. So, so um, then, quite frankly, by that point, it shouldn't matter that the teachers aren't, quote-unquote, coordinating with each other. Fuck that. No, that's okay? not their job. They their should, job is to teach. They should be able to balance their time, and yeah. that's one of the skills that they're learning with all this other stuff leading up to that. Is now, balancing their time. Granted, there may be some teachers. I don't know how it works with standardized testing with MCASs and all that stuff. There may be some teachers that are assigning too much homework. That is possible. That is, I'm not, I just want to say I'm that. Not dispute, before, I'm not disputing that. I'm not somebody disputing that. In, but, I mean, let's let's look at the fallout from that. One, you get a river of shit from parents. Okay? Yeah. Two, you've got kids who have shitty attitudes towards school and learning. And if they're not going to learn anything, quite frankly, they're not going to do well on the standardized tests. No, and then okay? they're going to be Which reflects a badly on the school. Yeah. So... It's not but the, but, the union, but the teachers union protects those teachers, don't, don't But it, it's don't not they? even about that because the school gets no, I know, the I'm school just, in general gets shit. Yeah. And then and then what happens is it's not that the teachers necessarily lose their jobs, but the teachers, you know, you, you know, shit runs downstream. Mm. So then the principal gets crap from the superintendent and you know, it does end up filtering down to the teachers. Yeah. Okay? So why wouldn't you create a situation where you're you're helping your students be successful? Yeah. Okay. Because that's that's your job. And yes, there are bad teachers out there as well as mm. good teachers. But I don't think that any of them are out there 
intentionally helping these kids fail no i and think fuck the, up. the bad teachers may have been doing it too long yeah and they get bored with yeah they're their not own. creative so yeah be, uh, i remember there was there was um there was one teacher we had fourth grade and oh, my, my mom was talking teacher. to a huh my fourth grade teacher was a bitch i, I hated think that's her. i think that's standard oh, for the union dead. um and my mom at one point was talking to somebody whose kid had graduated high school, and they yeah. said, "Oh, fourth grade, huh? Did you do the mobile for the book report yet?" She's like, "Yeah, we're working on that yeah. now." And it's like you don't change up anything. It was the same, you know. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Um, let's see. My biggest issue with homework is that it should never ever be assigned over school vacation weeks. Well, no, I after you know after a certain age. I think that's After okay. After fifth. Yeah, I think in sixth grade. I think even in fifth grade. Like, if you have Maybe a, fifth, yeah. Maybe fifth, okay? Because you're 10. Yeah. And I think a Lily had, and I don't remember when it was assigned, but it was this, like, a heritage project thing where she had, like, the three-fold display mm. kind of oh, thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, she picked Ireland and did a whole bunch oh, of stuff yeah. on Ireland and all that kind of I thing. I dressed up like St. Patrick. I don't, I don't remember if... <laughs> she worked on that over a vacation. But, mm. like, I mean, if, you know, read a book, do a project, whatever. If yeah. you're in, like, junior high, like, Olivia's in seventh grade now. Here's, grade. here's where shit. the bullshit comes in. Children need a real vacation, like their parents do, Harris says. Yeah, it's called July and August. That's, I would be fine that's with school year That's the kids' vacation. Round. I'd be fine with school year-round, no, too. You know what, though? Once a quarter, you get a week off. That's two more weeks a year than everybody else gets. But you know what? School vacations, like February vacation, April vacation, mm. stuff like that. Yeah, I think that those are good chances for kid to rest. But I don't think that that, that just totally eliminate again, with the high, in, in the higher grades... Yeah, I don't think it's I don't think, I don't think it's with the lower grades, too. I mean, you want your kid to be as smart as humanly possible... Reasonably possible, I guess, is a good yeah, way to put but it. But a younger, a younger kid, I think, needs needs the rest. Give, and him, if, give him, give him a small book to read. But but that's the thing. If you're, if, if if it's a household where you've sort of embraced learning and you've talked about how important it is, and let's be then, honest, then every household should. Right, but you're going to have that stuff going on anyways. That yeah. stuff is going to whether it. I, I'm not saying that has to be like sit down. And do worksheet type of stuff, but, right? You know, there are a hundred million ways on during a school vacation that your kid can, you know, be learning something. I will, I will tell you. Okay, go there, to a zoo, there, go to a museum. There Just, may be a place that I've been to during school vacation weeks that I will never ever name on this show, and <laughs> you can tell when it's the end of school vacation because people need to cram in their learning yeah. experience <laughs> for the one. It's like a three day stretch where the the IQ of a building drops. <laughs> I, I really hope nobody hears me say that. But you know what I'm talking about, I right? Do. You don't go to the aquarium the last week of August. No. Because you're going to be confronted with a lot of mouth-breathing people. Yeah. And um, I, fuck it. I don't care if I'm insulting people at this point. Because seriously, that's when fights break out in museums. Because because the 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 people that think I've done shit all vacation, oh fuck, my kid needs to learn something. <sighs> Let me take him here and I'll walk around in my flip flops and eat these, you know, dipping dots. 
that cost way more than they should. I loved it. From wherever, whatever, you know, aquarium, yeah. I'm going to say aquarium you go to. Um, it's, I don't know. I, I don't, I, I can't make fun of people that go to museums because at least you're going. Yeah. But there's a difference between people that go on the weekends during a school year and people that go during vacation weeks. Yeah. It's almost like there's a certain, fuck it, there's almost a certain IQ level that feels obligated to go at least once. Right. So that they don't feel like they're ruining their kids' brains. Is that? No. I think that's, that gets it across. (laughs) And it's sad because your job as a parent is to raise an intelligent, productive member of society. It just occurred to me. You just remembered something. I totally just remembered something. This is going to blow you the fuck away. Uh, Good or bad? This is a great story. Oh, okay. This is a great story. Okay. I was worried for a second. Um, no, there is a uh, this boy that I've known that Olivia's you know sort of been through school with, mm. um, and it's you know he, w- one of those kids that you can just tell is uh, is probably. Oh, that was me. Was it? Yeah. Is 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 probably gay? Okay. Okay. Um, effeminate. Uh-huh. Okay. Um and last couple of years like very like I've I've known him and it, I've even caught myself a couple of times going, "Oh, that's not a girl, that's that dude." Okay. Okay. Um and you're talking like uh what's his face on glee, effeminate kind of even more so. Okay. Okay. All right. So just to give me a point of reference on that. Exactly. Like, you know. So, 7th grade, um Attendance is being taken. Mm-hmm. Okay, his name is called. He stands up mm. and says, "And this story gives me goosebumps. Like mm. still now, because the single bravest fucking thing I've ever heard about in he? my life." Before you say this again, seventh grade, twelve. Whoa. Okay, okay. twelve years old in seventh grade. We're mm. just getting up and going to school. Invites a shitload of just potential ridicule. Yeah, I remember. Seventh, I, mean, I remember seventh I mean, grade. We've all watched Freaks and Geeks, right? All right. So, or the one to year, seventh grade mm. blows. Seventh grade is probably okay. that and freshman year of high school are two of the hardest grades ever. So, seventh grade stands up and says, um, over the summer, um, my name was changed. I will now be referred to as Patricia. Hmm. And that's it. Legal name change. Huh. Legal name change. Okay. School's down with it. Obviously, the parents and stuff like that. Right. And so that's where, that's the direction he's going. Hmm. Can you imagine? Can you imagine no. that in the seventh fucking? Can you imagine? No. The seventh grade. In, I in didn't want to get the school a, I went to. No, I can't imagine. And I got to tell you, and I've and I've asked over the last couple of days because it's you know the, this is like you know ending the second week of school. Mm. I asked, um, has there been any any negative feedback? Has there been any backlash? Has there been any? Mm. And um, you know, like when I first heard about it, Olivia was telling me about this, and um, one of her friends was over. I'm like, so how did that go over? Anybody, you know make fun of or was there Mm. anything and a friend goes oh no and Mm. god help anybody who does and knowing those kids 
It's a small class, pretty yeah. tight knit group. Whoever did like right. go the bully route would yeah. be the outcast in a heartbeat. Okay, they'd probably get more ridicule mm. than the, than 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 Patricia would get. Good, which is awesome. Yeah, and I give major props to the parents, to everybody involved in the school. You know what? And, that's that's, that's, that's like every parent. It's the bravest yeah. fucking thing ever. Because you know, I mean, it's clear this is the direction this kid's going. Yeah, and he's able to do this, like, hmm. like do, to do something that that like. A lot of people don't do th- unless they're like you know high school, maybe mm. college, or even. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like fucking amazing. It took that Wachowski brother, you know, years into adult life to even be comfortable to announce it. Yeah, yeah. I just, I was just and totally then, blown away. And then away. you didn't see her. You didn't see a picture of her for five years. Yeah, yeah. So it was just, um, just, 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 just really amazing. And I think I just wanted to. That's throw that's that fantastic. Story out but there. that also says a lot about the parents in the community and Most the children definitely. they've raised. Yeah, here, no, beaten to a pulp. Oh, I guarantee. I, I hate no. to say it. I but guarantee in this city, you, somebody would have. That there are parents. I could name five off the top of my head mm. who, as they get around their little, you know, witchy bitchy. Bullshit yeah. sessions, you know that they're saying shit. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, because the parents are always worse than the kids. Definitely. So, but it's um, that's my bravest person I've ever heard of segment for this week. Well, I think that's that that covers the four years of the show. So, I think so. Seriously, yeah. amazing. Nice. Nice. Let's try to finish this. All right, sorry. I just <laughs> no, no. I that just that to was get that out. That was good because that all, that's also another thing too that's going by the wayside is is preconceived bullshit. Yeah, and about, I think it's it's about like orientation like, and stuff like, like Olivia, that. Olivia's generation and stuff. And I I I because every now every now and again I'll ask him like, yeah. so what's going on, Patricia? What do you mean what's going on, Dad? Nothing's going on. Yeah. I go well because you're expecting it. You're well, that's waiting the thing. exactly. For it. Yeah. And, and she and she and today she she comes home. She's just like. Okay, look, I had a great day. It's nice to see you. I love you. Yeah. Um, I don't know what bathroom Patricia's using. I <laughs> don't <laughs> know where Patricia is changing for gym. I'm gonna get a snack. You're 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 gonna be the family okay. pervert. Yeah. Huh? But like you're expecting Matthew Shepard. Yeah. And that's not gonna happen. Yeah. Which is good. Which it's is about which time. Is, which is really good. And if it starts in the small communities and filters out, whatever, it's gonna it's gonna do that. Yeah, but, it's. Uh, but the, her generation, even our generation, well, I'd say half, fifty percent of of the people in our generation. Okay, whatever. Yeah. Do whatever you want. That's great if you're happy. You know, maybe seventy five percent. Maybe I'm under. <laughs> I would I would like to invite while well, I because I've, I've been thinking about it. Anybody that works in any kind of uh, educational institution. Oh yeah, um, I would love to hear from. There's folks. a couple people out there that I want to hear from that can either tell me if it's just my own personal observation about the end of summer, um, or if they've seen it too. Because I kind of liken it to like when we would get uh, a PG-13 horror movie yeah. at the at the theater. Brings out all the wrong people. Yes, it does. Hey, you guys gonna see Nemo? Uh yeah. I don't know when though, because we were gonna go. Uh, tomorrow, as a you did your first day of school, yeah, kind of thing. But Ellen has to go and do something after work for like two hours, and then uh, we'll just take yeah, him out to dinner. Too late. So we'll figure it out maybe during the week. Yeah, I think we're going to try point. to go tomorrow. Lily has gymnastics. 
Well, we also have to take them to see Hotel Transylvania because they are that fascinated. That End of the month. Yeah. Um, Good. Ripley wants to be Dracula's daughter nice. for Halloween. So, and Nova wants to be one of Dracula's brides. Oh, fuck Halloween. I hate Halloween. So they'll dress up for Halloween for school. They don't know what they want to be every day. It's a different yeah. thing. But anyway, back anyway, to this. Back to um, this homework. We got thing. Laurie. It's taken a lot of time. Oh, uh, well, that's that's fine. Yeah, no, it's good. It's our education. It's uh, back to school. I know. It's the back to school. It's the back issue. to school issue. Uh, both of my children start each vacation week with packets or projects that must be completed by the Monday they return. So you know what? I don't see what's wrong with that. No, no, because I don't ever recall teachers assigning a shitload of homework over the big vacation times, which are Thanksgiving and Christmas. Oh, I, that's I had like, stuff to do over Christmas vacation. There was stuff to do, but it wasn't... Like a book to, report or something like that? But to like me, that. it was never... A, but you always knew about the book reports. It was one a quarter. Yeah. Wasn't it? Um, Olivia the had summer the thing, reading. The, the fucking bullshit part for me is writing the book report took more time than reading the book. Yeah. And it was a page and a half. <laughs> it's the worst thing. Uh, let's see. Change is afoot. Kicking you in the cr- the growing concern and debate over homework has prompted some school districts to reevaluate their policies. Reevaluation is fine, but conceding yeah. to the vocal minority is is not. When the fifteen thousand student Pleasanton Unified School District in the San Francisco district, yes, in the San Francisco Bay Area, received complaints from parents particularly those of middle school students, it dusted off its largely ignored homework policy and administrators, teachers, and parents worked for more than a year to change it, which is good because at least there was dialogue between them. Instead of saying, oh, English teacher, you're too much homework, and they go, all right, whatever, just shut the fuck up. The new policy that resulted has been in place for a year now. It strongly discourages weekend and holiday homework for elementary school students. Which is fine. Yeah. And limits homework assignments for middle and high school students to five nights a week, though they can choose to do it over the weekend. It's basically the same policy with flex time. Yeah. Uh, The policy... Well, that's good, though, because you you can do all of it on Sunday... If you want to crank out your homework, yeah. I knew that I used to date this girl who, um, whose younger sister was constantly like saying she was sick and didn't go to school. Oh. And like, so toward the end of the quarter, when she needed to do a whole bunch of stuff, she would just crank basically crank out a quarter's worth of work. And she was like going to a Catholic school, uh-huh. so she was cranking out this quarter's worth of work at like the end of the quarter. And and she got like A's and B's. Eh. Oh, if you do it all at once, you remember it better, right? Yeah. Oh, it was hilarious. She just, she's, I was just like, Anne Marie, how do you do this? She's like, I just have better things to do than go to school. <laughs> and all she did was stay home and watch daytime TV. But it's one of those things where you can't really, you, how mad can you get at her? Her grades are awesome. Yeah, but there's so many other things that you miss out on if you don't go day to day. She was not a typical kid. Doesn't sound like it. Oh, she would we'd be like, first time we went over the house for dinner, every time her mom went to reach for something, she would flinch back <laughs> as though she were abused. Oh. And then be like, Emery, cut the shit. She's one of them. She was awesome. Oh. Should have dated her. <laughs> Yeah. Colleen. And You'd be yeah. the one flinching. Oh, no, because she was hilarious. She was awesome. Uh, the policy also encourages better coordination of assignments and tests among teachers at the middle school and high school levels. 
and sets the guidelines per grade following the 10-minute rule in elementary school, 15 minutes per class period in middle school, and 20 minutes per class period in high school. Beyond Pleasanton, school districts from Swampscott, Mass. That's not Swampscott. It's mm-hmm. Swampscott. There's a U in there somewhere. To Bleckley County, Georgia, have instituted no homework nights, weekends, or vacations uh, or placed limits like the 10-minute rule on homework amounts. Some have scrapped traditional homework for free reading or optional assignments. I don't. I wouldn't go for that. No. Optional assignments? Yeah, I, I option not to yeah. do it. Yeah. Um, however, though, if the optional assignments bumped your grade up, I'd do all of them yeah. and then never do anything in school. <laughs> See, that's the thing. You can't do optional because everybody would opt out except right. for the top no like 5% of, of kids. Um, Los Angeles Unified, one of the nation's largest school districts, now requires that homework assignments not account for more than 10% of a student's final grade. Mm. I'd have to think about that one. I don't well, know. Well, you know what? You could that. sort of sit, you could, you know, play that into um that homework is the place where you make your mistakes and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're talking about like like getting it done, whether it's right or wrong or otherwise, plays into your grade, I think that's fine because it's it's mm-hmm. almost like a participation kind of grade. You know, yeah. we need you to sort of get involved. That's in a this. participation that I would kind of be seventy percent on board with at this point. Yeah. Uh, still, Dennis Pope co-founder of Stanford University's challenge success his efforts to change the amount of homework are missing the point we should we would serve our kids better if we inquired about the quality of the work being assigned and if we determined whether or not homework is valuable and meaningful to the students learning experience well that just cut through the whole article yeah A meaningful homework assignment is open to interpretation by teachers, parents, and students, but even homework opponents say that at-home reading, especially of the student's choice, and student-directed research can be engaging and beneficial. If students... <laughs> just, hold on, I got one My specialty left. is restating the obvious. Yeah. If students have a say in what they're doing, it could have a positive impact as opposed to being coerced into doing something they don't... They understandably don't want to do, says... But you know what, though? Quite frankly, you need a teacher who's going to excite kids about learning. Yeah. Okay? You, you and need you, a as a parent, have to keep that going. Okay, I went... When Cole had um, this teacher that Lily has now, when he had her two years ago, I went in to do videotape because we do those those videos. Yeah. And I got to tell you, I laughed my head off hmm. because she just... She would go... She had this thing set up where... Okay, everyone, now we're going to work on science. And all the kids would go, science? Like, no matter where they were in the room, when they heard that science word, they would just turn around and go, science? And it was fucking hilarious. It was very airplane-ish. It was exactly. It was awesome. And then, like, and and even the simplest little things, like she had these big oversized T-shirts for them to wear because they're working on a little experiment and stuff like that. Her just, just throwing them out. I mean, uh, normally no. you think you pass them out, just you know, pass yeah, them out. Take but she's one, just pass like, it back. Woo, and she's, you know, toss it. it it's it, probably it, more it, interesting it's, for her, too. Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. Yeah. So, and she's probably one of the most creative teachers I've ever seen. She's mm. fantastic. I'm so glad that Lily has her. That is, that's so. why we're sending the girls to this, to this little theater school. Yeah. Because it's a house, 
but it's an interesting house. It's like this is the music room, so it's all it's yeah. that's called different it's over here. There's this there's a playground in the back with a carousel. It's like cool. It's like this is we we looked at some other places. There was one. It was like a prefabricated house kind of rectangle thing. Yeah. And it's like, well, this is the room we dump all these kids into, and they run around like in kindergarten cop. And this is the base. <laughs> it was basically the basement of a split level house, right? Have and you it's seen like, Daddy Daycare? And this is where we throw these kids and lock the door. And it's what it seemed like, and everything felt sticky, and the air yeah. was like, Ugh. it's like. One of the teachers, I think, was crying in a corner, and it's, it's just we walked out of the place, and I'm like, we're not going there. I don't care if it's the cheapest one on all. Yeah. Fuck that. It's it's and the one we're sending them to is gonna stretch us, but it's probably past the breaking point. But if we can but set them year. up, well, not even. It's like yeah, ten exactly. months, right? Or nine? I forget because we've already paid two months already. Because you got to pay that first month to right. prove that you're going to go there, right? Um, but if this is the kind of thing that shows that learning can be fun, and it's always good to ask why does that happen yeah. or whatever. I remember uh, a daycare or a preschool I went to in Philadelphia was like in the bottom of some building, and like there were little <laughs> tiny slit windows, and the milk tasted funny and. Like, we finger-painted. That's all I remember doing was finger-painting. We probably did a shitload more stuff, but it was it was like a scene out of... It was like... For a split second, the way you said finger-painting sounded like you said finger-painting. <laughs> well, it was a mixed class. But it reminded me of the opening scene from Joe versus the Volcano, walking into work, like, boom, boom, boom. A flower growing out of the concrete. Boom, boom. Fluorescent lights. <laughs> oh, brain cloud. That it's just. This is going to be bright and happy, and yeah. you know the people. That's they, awesome. they they when 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 Ellen went in to talk to them later on, they remembered like me looking the way I do because yeah. I don't have a good. Uh, you know, I'm not like a. I don't see myself as like a personable kind of. Like nobody wants to talk to me for no good reason. But two of the people, the lady that owns the place and another teacher, like, talked to me for yeah. 40, 45 minutes about how fast Nova put the alphabet in the right order when she was three. Yeah. It's like, yeah, okay. But, yeah, if we can set them up to want to learn, I've, I've, I've done step one. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, before we get to feedback... Um, I did see this scrolling on the bottom of Fox News, and I didn't get the full article. You want to you wanna do this one real quick? Ah, uh, sure. Okay. What is this? Rock Hill woman's ex-boyfriend found living in her attic. Oh, that's That's awesome. not even the best part. Boyfriend from 12 years ago was awesome. sleeping in heating unit. Rock Hill. Tracy, because I didn't say Rock Hill before, right? Tracy, a single mother of five children in Rock Hill, never considered reuniting with the 44-year-old man she broke up with more than 12 years ago, despite claims of a new lifestyle and other jailhouse talk he penned in letters to her from prison. Drugs, followed by his decision to rob a flower shop, tore their one-year romance apart. Sorry, I, I have to laugh. It's one year. Who what are you gonna a do? Flower shop. Well, what are you gonna do? Date her for two weeks and then not show up to work for three months. <laughs> but wasn't 
but it wasn't it for her ex-boyfriend, whom she discovered living in her attic Sunday morning, a year after he helped install new doors on her home after most of it burned in a fire. Tracy, a nurse, spent Saturday with her children, ages ranging from 3 to 20, and didn't see anything out of the ordinary when they returned home. After nightfall, Tracy sat in her bedroom using her laptop, but couldn't shake the feeling that something just ain't right. That's her quote. Something, Something just, just ain't, ain't right. right. She heard strange noises and noticed insulation falling from the ceiling. Her older son went to investigate but couldn't find anything. Around 2.30 a.m., the noises persisted and Tracy, unable to sleep, saw nails in the ceiling fall to the floor. She thought... Oh. Did she think the house was haunted? She thought, quote, there was some poltergeist stuff going on, she said. I don't know what be happening with my house. <laughs> Screws fall out all the time. The world's in a perfect place. <laughs> Tracy called her nephew, who quickly came to the home and went into the attic. Her nephew walked to the far end of the attic, passing over a jungle of heating and cooling ducts, boxes, photo albums, toys, cassettes, because you want to keep those, and a, quote, timeline of memories to find a man sleeping inside a heating unit. Tracy's nephew also noticed the man was able to peek at Tracy through an air vent in her ceiling. It's got me flabbergasted, she said. How can you look at someone through an air vent? I know, right? Those things are really close together. You, you need, like, chicken wire. Tracy said she thought her ex went to Charleston after his latest arrest and was just commuting to Rock Hill. Instead, he had been sneaking into her house and living in her attic, a Rock Hill police report states. He used coats for cover and slept inside the heating unit. After being discovered Sunday, the man climbed out of the attic without giving any explanation for why or how he got in the first place. Sorry, he got inside in the first place. He walked away with a smile. By the time police arrived, he was gone and remains at large. That's awesome. I'm rooting for him, quite frankly. For Tracy, who hustles each day to get her sons to football practices, one of them's 20, have him drive them, and says she is away from home for almost 12 hours a day. It's unnerving to think her ex, who she says hangs around at nearby drug houses, is still roaming the neighborhood. You know what? I'm gone for 12 hours a day, too. Do you hear me bitching about it except for right now? Lock your fucking door, lady. Her kids won't sleep in their rooms, opting instead to camp out in the living room. Her family's concerned how he was able to climb into the attic. I want him to be charged with it, she said. Charged with what? It. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, you are under arrest for it. <laughs> oh, no, not it. Oh, no. Did you do it? it if you're guilty of it, you're going to jail. <laughs> It could be somebody else he does the same thing to, but she might not be so lucky. Police described the suspect as being a black male, five feet, six inches tall, and weighing 170 pounds. Yeah, that description will help. He's a little man. Yeah. Okay. So I I know exactly who they're talking about. (laughs) Oh, boy. That's awesome. The second comment on here is Artie Ziff, paging Artie Ziff. Ah, uh, that's hilarious. Jason here in the in the in the thing says, uh, "So you have your convict ex-boyfriend install your doors for your home, and you wonder how he was able to get in." 
Yeah, I don't think either. I don't think anybody in this uh, this conversation here, anybody in this story, you know, had too much homework when they were kids. African legend says this is a hoax. I find it not be a feasible story. How long had he been there? How did he fit in the unit? And how was he able to remain unheard if indeed his movement caused the floor to collapse? That wasn't actually what happened. Also sounds like the perp should be a white male age 25 to 40 than a black dude. This is not a common type of crime for us. Admitted that my last statement, I largely baseless and more anecdotal. You're an idiot and a racist, sir. And there's a, there's a, there's a link here. Men are jerks. Is uh, what he linked to. Uh, Oh well, takes all kinds. Fucking idiots. Yes, yeah. Idiots, I see. Oh boy. All right, what do we got for feedback? We got some stuff. Let me just double check everything here real quick. And. All right, so there is no written or voicemail feedback that I can uh, that I can find. We have something from, you know, that dude, that guy that we let denigrate us every episode. Yeah, why do we endure his abuse? I don't know. Huh? I have an email. That shit's funny. I have an email why. from Dunkin' Donuts that says we made a mistake. We did. Yeah, they made a mistake, or we did. It says our bad. We may have accidentally sent you an email earlier today about a chance to have lunch with Gronk at Gillette Stadium. Um, Isn't that a contest they're running? I don't know. See, first of all, it's a Gillette Stadium, so I wouldn't have paid attention to it. So I don't really care. However, uh, service was spotty for GoDaddy's servers, so um, they sent me a 30% discount if I renewed. So I renewed the website for two more years. I um I just have to update it. I regularly. got a free month. Julie got a free month. Sneaker Museum got a free month because we're all on GoDaddy. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. All right. Well, let's see how the volume is on this. Oh boy, this is, this is very happy music. Nine one one. What is your emergency? I nailed my finger to a birdhouse accidentally. Do you have some bacon? Bacon? bacon that's right. I had bacon left over from dinner last night. Rub some bacon on it. What? On your hand, just do it. Rub some bacon on it. That's all there is to it? What if I drop my phone? Rub some bacon on it. Or encounter my clone? Rub some bacon on it. I get mononucleosis. Rub some bacon on it. My nude pics get posted. Rub some bacon on it. Rub some Bacon. <laughs> there we go. I was wondering what that had to do with anything. That was awesome. Last rites with Reverend Scott. <laughs> oh, we're off to a 
par for the course start. All right. Hey there, America. This is Reverend Scott. Your best chance for a better America, but only if you vote for me for president this November. I stand for truth, justice, and lots of other great stuff. A vote for Reverend Scott is a vote for more jobs, education for children, and more jobs for educated children. Remember, God wants you to vote, and he wants you to vote hard for Reverend Scott. It seems to me like the easiest choice this election is to vote for Reverend Scott, not for the atheist douchebag presidential candidate Christopher Bricklemeyer <laughs> and his running mate Frank Hauser. They think just because they spent millions of dollars on a new campaign advisor named Fozzie Bear that they can secure a win this November. <laughs> oh, Even no. though Fozzie has personally convinced some voters to their side. I like to use my mouth. Don't let that sway you <laughs> to the evil ways of Chris and Frank. They will stop at nothing to put down other candidates. Just last week, Frank was making slanderous remarks about Michelle Obama. It's, it's amazing because she used to be a guy. And Chris was fumbling his way through questions about health care. That, that's really a thing? Where Reverend Scott has been known to side with 100% of all Americans on every issue, Christopher Brucklemeyer has not. I side with Mitt Romney on most issues. When asked to comment on why Chris and Frank voted to not only cut spending to education, but also suggesting all kids to wear paper bags over their heads, Fozzie responded, There are too many sexy kids in this country. That's the main problem with this country, sexy children. Reverend Scott voted to remove these oppressive paper bags and give children more education and Botox. Remember, America, to the naked eye, Frank Hauser may seem like a strong running mate. With a really big dick. But in reality, only recently has Frank sobered up long enough to hear his own comments played back to him on his stance on illegal aliens and how they should be, quote, rocketed back to Mars or whatever the fuck planet those <laughs> asshole aliens came from. What the fuck? I'm sorry. That made no sense at all. No, I'm wrong. My bad. Just forget it. I'm done. <laughs> oh, you are done, Frank. Even Fozzie Bear sees it. And I can't, I can't, I can't say that this is okay. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. No, this is perfectly fine. No, it's a sickness. It's disgusting. And it's too bad Chris doesn't see it, too. Did somebody is punking us. <laughs> so this November, hope for Reverend Scott. And maybe, just maybe, we can still save America. Paid for by the Partnership for Plastic Surgery for Children and certainly not Reverend Scott, although I'm sure he dug it. Are you serious? <laughs> just a bunch of douchebags talking. Just fucking blow me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, nice. It's good to be back. Nice. All right, folks. <sighs> what else is there? I think that's it. This is going to be our graceful dismount from yeah. this episode. Is it? I think it really? is. Really? I think it is because we're gonna we're getting better at this finishing up stuff. No PS. <sighs> Unless we get something really really good. I got nothing else. I'm tired. Hey, what'd you think of the new iPhone? I want to fuck that phone. Uh, everything looks impressive except for why change the charger? Because they needed the space. Yeah. What I don't like about it is that the adapter is 30 bucks. That's bullshit. Yeah, but the old one. The old one to plug into the wall with the USB, that, that's 30 bucks too. But you get one with it. Yeah, I know. But I've got one in my car. There's yeah. like two downstairs in my house. There's... 
two on the second floor, one up on the... Th- like, yep. we have these charges all over the place. Yeah. I don't know. A lot of the stuff looks good. I, I want to see it, like, side yeah, by side I wanna, with mine. I wanna hold it. Yeah, I want to hold it. I want to hold it. I know. I know. To see how it fits in my hand. Yep. Yep. It's bigger than you're used to. I know it is bigger than it, than I'm used to, but as long as I can touch the top part with my thumb mm. um, and move it around, then I right. think it'll be fine. So, or it'll be too big, and I'll drop it, and it'll smash all over the place and make a big old mess. I don't want that either. Well, also, if you touch the tip too much. If I touch the, yeah, if I'm reaching for the tip, it'll get all broken. All right, Scott, that's enough for you. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Early. All right. Uh, yeah, next show I'll have paid more attention to the news, and we'll see what's going on. All righty. Um, if anybody knows what this video is. Yeah, send us a link. I want to see it. That, that has sparked the killing of people, oh. which is idiotic. Crazy. Uh, send it to areyouseriouspodcast at gmail.com. See how I worked that together? That was well done. Pretty good. Yeah, see you on Facebook and all that stuff. Yeah. Blah, Bye. blah, blah. Bye. with the question I sort of uh, broached in the monologue. I think this is the week Mitt Romney lost the election. I do think he kind of made himself toast. I'm not saying that because that's what I wish, although I do wish it. Um, But it kind of reminds me of exactly almost four years ago when John McCain kind of lost the election, when he looked unready, when there was a financial crisis, and he said, we've got to suspend our campaign, and Obama just looked cool and smart. And again, this week, Obama just looks cooler and smarter because he is. And... uh, so welcome to the show, John. Yeah, good to be here. Good to be here. Uh, my, my view is that this we got a lot of time left. We got three huge debates. We got an unemployment rate above eight percent. We've got all hell breaking loose in the Middle East, and we've got a lot of anxiety with the voters. And Obama in many of the key states is not getting above forty-seven. Well, first of all, can I can I respond to that? Yeah, Just, please. 
we don't have all hell breaking loose in the That's Middle East. Just so we're clear. <laughs> all hell breaking loose in the Middle East are, are 4,800 Americans dead in Iraq and 500,000 Iraqi civilians dead. That's, that is what all hell breaking loose in the Middle East. Can I add to that? I'm not sure. The other part of what you said is we have a lot of time left. I think, what, was it back at the beginning of July? There was a whole load of concern about Romney then, too. And then the word was, don't worry, no one's paying attention. We've got a lot of time. We've got the vice presidential pick. We've got the, we've got the conventions. And we've got the debates. You've had two of those. You know, the, the polls are neck and neck. They're still 46, 47 percent. Yes, they are. No, 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 no. Wait, wait. Fact check, fact check. 48 Fact check. Wait, I know, I know you hate facts. Wait a second. Even the Fox poll. Even the Fox poll came out this week. He was five points. Rasmussen today, 48, 46 for Romney. Also, the Rasmussen. It was the most accurate poll in the last election. Let me say, if, you're, if you right now, if you are engaged in the process of litigating polling right now, you're looking at a long election. Well, that's right. I mean, I agree with you. You know what I mean? Like, I agree with you. We're going to find out. Okay. It, it, we'll find out. No, no. Let, let me get back to. But, it's, but, but the point about this week, I think, is a, is a, is a good one, which is. Foreign policy is not Mitt Romney's strong suit, and his reaction was certainly not a particularly, you know, a new law. I really feel it was, a, it new was a new law. What do you think? Because when it first happened, a lot of Republicans, and still a lot of Republicans, have come out against Mitt Romney. That's a bad sign. You got to admit that. Yeah. When Peggy Noonan and Joe Scarborough and Tom Ridge and and Chris Wall, all these Republicans were saying, Mitt, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Yeah, I forgot. I have a rule, and that is never put out a press release at midnight. Yeah. And, you know, I think that... Yeah. <laughs> that's a good rule. You know, events but, overtook Mitt Romney, but I think at the end of the day, but, events will overtake this But don't this, you this think that the, 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 the average guy, Joe Sixpack, looks at what Mitt Romney did, making this comment... I guarantee you, the average Joe is not even paying attention because they're going to work. No, I don't... Yeah, I, of course, I agree. They're thinking about a donut, but... but but they're going to get. But some of that is going to filter in, and what they're going to see is a guy who just says, "You know what? Obama's bad. We know that, and something bad happened in the world. Connect the dots, people." <laughs> and it just looks phony. Well, the other thing is that the, the specific wording of. He sympathized with the attackers. I mean, that's a really disgusting word to use, frankly. Sympathize with the. This, these are people that. Okay. Murdered, murdered an American ambassador. And it wasn't from the White House. This was from the, I mean, in Republican fantasy land, now the tweet from the Cairo embassy has become Obama's official statement. You would agree with that? Of course I'd agree. No, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I, 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 always look, I always look at more fundamental factors. And the, the biggest fundamental factors are not this event. It's what's right. going on with the economy, which is lousy. And when the bigger event is the economic but, anxiety that people are facing. Yeah, but you and know the foreign what? Even before this Ferrari this week, he was already not looking good. With Obama coming out of, the, out of his own convention, those, that bounce was very real, that bounce was there. And what happened to Romney? Well, he had his convention, he had his bold pick of VP, and then there was great excitement. Sonny, you know, I, thought you were, I thought you were on my side. <laughs> I'm in the center, look, they put me in the right place. But no, I, just as a matter of sort of political strategy, things weren't going so great before. But this. I mean, the line coming out from the Republican side is that, you know, Obama brought this on because he was weak. I, I, I don't understand why he's weak. First of all, if anybody has credibility as a badass, it's Obama. He's the one who decimated al-Qaeda and got bin Laden. I would think if they were afraid of anybody, they would have been afraid of him. Also, like when Reagan cut and run from Lebanon in 83, remember when they blew up the Marine barracks and he just left? Wasn't that weakness? 
Well, this actually reminds me more of what happened with Jimmy Carter and, and the Iran hostage crisis. The problem is that people want their president what to show there? Ag aggressive. He sent a mission. And unlike Obama with the mission in, uh, to get bin Laden, Jimmy Carter didn't send an extra helicopter. Well, what, what Jimmy, and, and Obama uh, Jimmy personally had, said, you've got to send an extra helicopter. What, 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 didn't he get points for what, that? What Jimmy Carter had was a failing economy. <laughs> what Jimmy Carter had right. was a failing economy and a failing foreign policy, and that's why he lost the election. Right. As a liberal who roots the underdog, I'm almost ready to just jo join John here. As a comedian who wants a buffoon in the White House, I'm totally from the <laughs> That's all you get, jerks!